What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother, let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's up, Panther fans? It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We got a great show tonight, but it's a really tough topic to talk about. Could Brian Burns miss week one against the Atlanta Falcons? Yuckety, yuckety, yuck. I hope that's not what it's come to. I did not expect things to get to this point, but here we are. And it looks like the hardball negotiations may be beginning. We're going to Atlanta, folks, for week one of the NFL. Can you believe it? It's here. Real football, Bryce Young going to make Greg a believer. That's right. We've got that. We hopefully may be getting a guest. We thought we were. Sheena Quick was, we're waiting on her. We'll see if she can come through. And I have to reset up the rumble because rumble's janky, dude. And every time it just bounces it out. But that's all yeah. right. I'll get it fixed as we go through this. Look, the number's 252-228-5098. We want to hear your thoughts about week one against the Atlanta Falcons. What do we need to talk about? What are your concerns? How much is Brian Burns worth? Is he worth $30 million, $23 million? Is Max Crosby an insult to Brian Burns? That type of money. We'll chop all that up, plus more news around the NFL, and I do it with my homeboy, each of my homeboys each and every week. My wheel man, Cody Lashley. How you doing? Tony Don, you know there's no way I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than sitting here with my boys talking Panther football. And listen, man, I, I'm going to be real. I'm upset. Your boy's upset. I'm a, I'm angry. I'm, I'm a little pissed off. And I feel like this entire situation that we're going to be talking about tonight with Brian Burns was completely avoidable by the Panthers front office, man. I've been a big Federer defender, but I don't necessarily know if I am at this point in time. But, Tony, we have so much to talk about. The final uh, unofficial 53-man roster uh, has come out. We'll discuss that. But as always, you know we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know I'm going to love Miss Panther Pickle. Our guy Drew Anthony in the building. The brand ambassador, Diesel Skills, JJ, Evan, Jevin, Loki, Lynn Leonhardt back in the building. Happy to have you, Lynn. Matt Volt, P Dubs, Panther Gal 73, Tim Estes, VP, and that boy, White Chocolate Espresso. Tony Don, end up to it, but to do it, brother, let's roll. Football's here, Greg. You've been waiting to see it. 
that's what you've told us. I want to see it. I want to see it. Well, guess what? Sunday, you're going to get to see it. The Panthers open up against the Atlanta Falcons currently, or when I last checked, they were three and a half point dogs. And a lot of people are excited about the Atlanta Falcons offense and so many unknowns when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. And one more unknown with Brian Burns' situation. Greg, your level of excitement right now heading into week one of the 2023 season. Oh man, I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited one because there's football starting back up. Like we've had this lull, we've had this long time where we've been talking about football. And now the next time we actually get up and do a show, even if it's Friday free for all, we're gonna be able to talk about actual football that's happened. Um, you know, we played the at Falcons this week and it sucks because I'm kind of going next I'm on a this is day three of sixteen days off that I took off at work. So I'm off for the next couple of weeks. Holy cow. Um, yeah. It worked out with the holiday and my days off just worked out. I took like nine days off and got 16 days. So it worked out perfect. Um, but uh, I'm going to the beach with my brother-in-law, and my family next week after opening weekend. And we play Atlanta and he's an Atlanta fan. So this is going to change the dynamic of my weekend based on how we play. It's really going to affect me more than just in the game. It's going to be interesting. I want to see it. I think Bryce Young's very talented. I can't wait to see if he can hold up in the NFL and if he can take us to the next level. I really hope he does. Man, it's it's an exciting time to be a Panthers fan, CK. It's a new era, a new time. I was thinking yeah. about this. Uh, 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 Diesel Skills, he he set me up with a layup. I said I'll give a short reply to every comment last week. Um, and he said, why is the year of 20C3 so important? Ten years in the making. This is our 10th. We'll complete 10 years as a podcast. We've laid the foundation We've seen the promised land with a quarterback before. We made it to the mountaintop. We did not get to stay there. We didn't get the Lombardi. But then we walked through the desert looking for a quarterback for several years afterwards. The year of 20C3, the year of our quarterback, Bryce Young, man, just to me, it feels like uh, a breath of fresh air. We're heading. We've got our North Star to navigate to. I mean, that's uh, that's the hope. And, and when you look at this team, I think – when you see the potential of uh, of, uh, of Bryce Young, um, it, you can't help but be excited about it because you know that's one thing that we've missed is is having a quarterback that's actually uh, able to to use his ability to think and his ability to see what the defense is doing and make uh, decisions that are seem to be right most of the time. Um, there's still a concern, right? I mean, we haven't seen Brian Burns in preseason. We haven't yeah. seen him. I mean, we we from what we've seen, this dude is going to be an absolute beast, right? So well, he's got to play, right? That's the thing is like if he's not on the field, like we are, there is a very good chance that he is a um, a difference maker for this defense, mm-hmm. right? And if he's not out there, that is a that's a concern, not just from the perspective of our success as a team, but as as you know, for for you know the ability for our offense to get a break and not stay on the field all the time. And, uh, and, and, you know, giving the offense a, a, a better field position because of being able to get a sack in the backfield on a third and seven. And then now all of a sudden they're having to punt and it's an easy, you know, a lot, mm-hmm. lot better situation. I think that the, there is a lot that's going to be missing from, uh, from Brian Burns being on the field. If he is holding out, I support his decision. It's just a scary one and some, something that sucks. I'd like to remind you guys that the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by Caldera Labs. CalderaLabs.com slash C3. Go there for your twice a day skin regiment. Men care about the way you look. 
slow the aging process, try to get younger, uh, get your skin looking fresher, younger. I've been uh, using Caldera Labs products. I got to love, I love the facial cleanse. Got rid of a lot of little blackheads. You can't really see them all the time, but uh, they always existed. It has helped my skin rejuvenate. You can get 20% off your first order. Um, if you go to calderalab.com slash C3, and our community has been doing that, that's why they're going to be sponsoring us throughout the season. Guys, you want to look good. You want to feel good. Take care of yourselves, guys. Keep that face. Work on those wrinkles. Look, they told they call me. People think I was 50. Now I look 40. Next week, I might look 30. calderalab.com slash C3, 20% off. Guys, let's jump into the C3 Panthers podcast. Right now, the talk of the town is, will Brian Burns play against the Atlanta Falcons? We were hoping to get Sheena Quick. We thought Sheena Quick was going to be joining us at 9 p.m. It's 9.10. We'll see. Maybe you guys could go social media, pressure her to get on the show right now. Uh, this is what we were hoping to get some insight into the Brian Burns uh, situation. Guys, I put out a story last night uh, pretty late on CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Will Brian Burns hold in, turn into a hold out? I did not see it going this way, guys. We can hear you. Wake up. (laughs) Guys, the uh, Brian Burns has been available all throughout uh, OTA's training camp. He's been front and center as the Carolina Panthers leader, the the star of the defense, and really the ganker of the team in so many ways. Um, As Nick Bosa has held out entirely of training camp, and uh, continues to try to negotiate his long-term deal. Brian Burns is in a similar situation, hoping to land an extension before playing his fifth-year option. Now, he is under contract this season through the fifth-year option, but there's great risks that could come with playing this. If he is to go and get hurt, um, and then all of a sudden you lose all the leverage that you potentially have, mm-hmm. and he's got the greatest amount of leverage he could potent- uh, could ever wish for with the Carolina Panthers outside of going to get like 20 sacks this season because he's got them backed into a corner. On top of that, he's got to be concerned about if there was an injury or if his season was just okay or if whatever it may be, the Panthers could just franchise tag him in the future. So what we're talking about here is that the Brian Burns, all of a sudden, this situation that's just kind of been a slow burn throughout the season, now the reporters are asking questions. They're asking questions to the players. They're asking questions to the front office. Guys, what have you heard about the Brian, Brian Burns situation? Hold in or hold out? Well, apparently he's been in the building. So it's not really a hold out, more of a hold in. But, um, yeah, Brian Burns essentially saying he wants his money. And, again, we'll cover all the different aspects of this. Uh, I think this is on the Panthers. You're hearing all this about Bosa, and, oh, they're waiting for Bosa. But at the same time, you can't tell me that if they were offering Brian Burns a contract right now to be the highest-paid player or, you know, any type of contract that he feels – is worthy of his level of play, I don't think that this would be an issue now. What makes it all the more infuriating and frustrating is that the Panthers knew they had to sign him last year. We passed on two first-round picks, and two, uh, one in 2024 and one in 2025, and a 2023 second-round pick. We passed up on that 
because we said that we were going to we were make him the cornerstone of the defense. Ultimately, right. he's going to be the future be. of our yeah. defense. And the Panthers passed up on the opportunity to do just that. Um, apparently, according to everything that we've heard, uh, the both sides are still very far apart. Um, uh, Fowler, I, I believe it was Fowler. He put, uh, I might have even put it here. Uh, no, I didn't put it yet. But he was talking about how they see him. So Brian Burns sees himself in the order of magnitude of a Nick Bosa. And he wants to get kind of around that type of money. Whereas the Panthers, they're valuing him somewhere around what Max Crosby signed for, which is somewhere around $23.5 million a year. And apparently the two sides are very far apart. Boys, now we're talking about the potential of Brian Burns not being available versus the Atlanta Falcons. And to me, I'm sorry, I've been a Federer defender, but the fact that we knew that this was coming, we knew that moving to a 3-4 defense was dependent upon Brian Burns being able to play that 3-4 outside linebacker, and yet they're still at this impasse. Like right now, Fitterer and this front office have so much egg in their face. It's, it, I mean, it's confounding. I'm, I'm, right. I'm confused. I'm angry. Uh, I don't know how to feel. I want Brian Burns to be out there. I want them to pay the man. Like at this point, what's more detrimental to our future? Not having Brian Burns for the 2023 season or paying him a little bit more money than you want to while you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract? Right. It's the shit in the world, man. Yeah, I I think, Cody, I got to back you up on that. Like this is the absolute best time to do this. Like when you have a rookie quarterback in his first year, this is what you want to do is sign a cornerstone somewhere else in the, on the team. And Brian Burns is a good guy to do that with. I, I, I want to remind everybody how important game ones are. Cause I know that we talk about how the season doesn't matter to like after week five or week six, but should we have lost or could we have one game one last year? We're a playoff team. And we want, we lost game one based on some bullshit calls. So if I'm going into game one this season, I want to be 100% full strength. I want, Everybody that's on, that's on this team or signed to this team to be on here. There's no reason you shouldn't sign Brian Burns. And based on what's going on, they're so far apart. Why not just sign an incentive-based contract? Why not give him X amount of money guaranteed that puts him at a very high paid that. number, and then the rest of it be incentive-based? If you get to this, you get this. If you get to this, you get this. I think it was a guaranteed dollars. He doesn't want that. Greg, well, but then, he then doesn't I, I'm want sorry. That. That's you they offered him ways. twenty-three million dollars a year which is more than two of the uh, – which is the Max Crosby number who just signed for uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders this past year. I believe it was – it's not been too far in the rear view, They, um, which there is some drama there. Wait until we talk about that later on, what's going on in Las Vegas. But he wants that – that 23 needs to be around 27, and it's probably – they really want him to just – he probably wants 30, and that's just what it's going to take. Here's the thing is that we got a couple of issues when it comes to this CK is one is that you got a lot of people in here going, look, is that his production doesn't match that number. I agree. Um, The problem though, with that is, is what production do the Panthers have without him? I mean, that's none. You're asking. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I think that you can't really quantify because we haven't had another edge rusher outside of Hassan Reddick. And, and when you don't have somebody else on the, when you, when you look at our, our, our front, there's only one person that you see is going to be able to get to the quarterback consistently. And that's Brian Burns. And even though we call him the king of almost, you know, many times, the dude constantly is impacting how plays go. Yeah, and pressures, while sacks don't all, I mean, right. sacks matter, sacks end the play, sacks uh, are a great statistic, disruption is the key as well. So the, the king of almost is, that means that the play is breaking down quicker than they want it to. So you got Brian Burns here is that the question is, it's just like, is this a really, I guess now, uh, Cody, that we're right here and you said you're mad at the Panthers for this. I think the Panthers have to do this to a certain extent. This is the natural evolution of any negotiation. It, it is the um, the employer employee relationship. It is the lion and the gazelle relationship. It is the natural, you know, acrimony that happens in these types of negotiations. The thing that I'm asking now is, is that with the Carolina Panthers firing their coach last year, did they make a mistake? Not trading. Not, yeah. Was that, that act, was the real mistake not trading Brian Burns? Let me, so what, let me, let me say it like this. I would much rather have Brian Burns than not have Brian Burns. Sure, so we're sure. clear. Right? Yeah, I agree. But yeah. If we're being real, if you were going to make it such an issue, on paying Brian Burns and wanting to make him the seventh, you know the you know the seventh highest paid, highest paid defensive end. Look, compare him to other players all you want, High Smith and whoever else. Those other teams have other options. The fact of the matter is, and you you just asked, okay, we have no other proven pass rush outside of Brian Burns and a thirty-three year old right defensive end who is a mercenary. Houston. Yeah, like you literally brought Justin Houston to be that rotational edge player to get after the quarterback. He's not meant to play every Because you down. knew you were thin already. Well, right. By the uh, way, to add on top of this, Marcus Haynes just recently got put on IR. So now we're in a situation where not only are we short at the position, but you're going to lowball our best player. And Tony, I put this out on Twitter and it got over like 500 likes, man. It went kind of crazy. To me, this was uh, something that really kind of drove me up a wall. And I'll just put it up here. Don okay, so the Panthers signed Dante Jackson instead of Stephon Gilmore. A 33-year-old wide receiver in Adam Thielen on a three-year deal. An aging linebacker in Shaq Thompson. And yet we want to be stingy and can't break off our most dependable player in Brian Burns. This is what has me as a, as a federal defender saying, nah, dude, this is too far. You knew that Brian Burns was going to ask for a large amount of money. And don't say that he didn't know, because this is what they do now. When you, as David Gettleman would say, when you get your first kick of the can, like this is a big moment for a lot of players, and Brian Burns is never, uh, you know, he's not guaranteed to have a bigger market value than he does right now. Mm -hmm. so I think the, the problem though is is that thirty million dollars is like twenty five percent of right. the cap space. 
right. for a, maybe not 25. It's like, uh, what would it be? Well, so if there's 200, million is cap, right? 200 and just say it's 212. So what is 10%? Okay. Uh, 22? 2100 or yeah, 21 yeah. million. Yeah. So he, that's, you're talking 15% of the cap space locked up into one player. I think that maybe that's some of the things they're looking at. But the is problem is, is the Panthers aren't prepared to, no. to yeah, like a, to cool. weather the storm of not having Brian Burns. And if they were going to be able to to do that last year would have been the year to do it. Right. Yeah. And and look, I, I think that honestly, if we're going to pay somebody 15 percent of our of our salary cap right now is the time to do it once again because of, of, of bryce young being the quarterback and being on the rookie deal he's the big guy that's coming to pay we don't have a ton of guys coming up every year like one guy every year for the next few years is fine the problem is is like okay i, th- I think that paying him 22 23 million dollars with incentives is is worth it but if you're gonna if brian burns is gonna tell me that he thinks he needs to get paid 30 million like 30 million instead of 22 then i need to see 16 17 sacks instead of 12 I mean, I'm just saying well, what he's going to see it. Say like is you, this is you ain't going like, to see no sacks, bro. <laughs> you ain't going to see no sacks this year. And somebody brought up a good uh, p- point in the chat that was, is that they heard and who was, I want to give him credit for this, that their agents are for the same company. So Brian that this, Burns and Bosa. Yeah. Is that could, you know, in, in many yeah, ways, there's a degree of collusion here by these, by this agency to inflate, but to get the most, I mean, that's what an agent wants to do. And think about if they're taking 10% of this, right. if they're pulling 10% of a $200 million deal, there's a, this is a difference between them getting 10 million or 20 million um, between the two players put together. Mm-hmm. So how are they using that in concert? I've seen Panther Pickles say, look, is uh, he's not putting up the numbers to deserve that type. I think timing, I think timing has so much to do with it. And the problem is this is how do you, does this defense even function absent of Brian Burns? Well, how could it function? That's the real scary part about this, but he is under contract, right? So he will lose significant money by sitting out. Right. So if you want to hardball it, Get ready to hardball it. And the Panthers would just have to say this. If we can't reach the, if we can't come to a consensus, then you're going to have to sit out or play. Right. Well, here's my question for you guys as fans. I want to know what y'all think about this. Like, he says he wants to get paid Joey Bosa money. Okay. Nick Bosa money, right? Nick Bosa money. Okay. If you guys had the choice right now to pay Nick Bosa $30 million a year or Brian Burns $30 million a year to be on our team, who are you taking? I say Nick Bosa because the I think, pro, I think pro, most people would say that. But I'm he's not, also I'm not Brian Burns, but I think Nick Bosa is a better player. He's is, been just injured. a notch above. Yeah, he's been injured. Brian Burns has been available. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, I don't. I think that you would be maybe a little. Um, what is it uh, when you like uh, just because we're fans of Brian Burns? Mm-hmm. If you said that you would take, if we were in the draft, who would you pick, Cody? Right. If we're in yeah, the draft listen, right well, now, would you pick Nick Bosa or Brian Burns? And I'm today? not saying Burns can't get for there. The draft, I'm just saying he hasn't the, showed me yet to be on the level right. of Nick Bosa. And this is what a lot of people are saying, too. Listen, uh, coming out of the draft, I would have said Bosa. Right now, if you're judging their careers to this point, I would say Bosa. But yeah. listen, I don't care if this sounds shocking or not. 
I do not think that we have seen the best of Brian Burns as a football player. And I do think in this type of defensive system, playing in a 3-4 outside linebacker, I believe after a, after a season that he could potentially have this year, we could be talking about Brian Burns in a very different league of NFL pass rusher than we currently are. He's only gotten better every season. And again, the reason why I say that this is different than those other players is because Bosa missed some time last year and they were still rolling on defense. Like the 49ers have players up and down the offense yeah. and up and down they the They have like defense. five generational talents on their like, team on the both Carolina sides of the ball. The Panthers have nothing. simply do not have this luxury. I agree. And, I agree. If, That's if, the real if, fact of the matter is it doesn't right. matter who's better at this point. It right. doesn't matter. Any of those things is because the Panthers have too many eggs put in the Brian Burns basket, leaving us asking, man, did they make a true mistake last year in not trading him? I mean, if you're not yeah. signing him, I think you have to say you did and you have to put that on Fitter. Um, or you know, even if it just turns into a mess temporarily, if you squander right. a game in Atlanta because you couldn't reach the deal, then it would have been better just to have direction with those draft picks. Well, the, the problem is it's super valuable right now because even th- this is one of the disadvantages to having a new uh, a new system, a new coach, a new player, um, a new quarterback, uh, to and then having the first two games be divisional po- opponents. These are more important games, and we're not going to know what this offense is supposed to be. Right. So there it's going to be a bit of a difficulty and not having Brian Burns out there is a leverage piece that he may be using right now. Like, listen, if you want me to play like this game on Sunday is more important than the game that's coming up three weeks after that. Right. That's not a divisional game. So, I mean, there's that part of it. The part of it that I think is is kind of touching based on what we talked about last week. And that is that it's not it doesn't matter the value of Bosa. It doesn't. It, It Honestly, it does not matter because. The reality is it's whether Burns is as valuable to us as as he isn't or as, as you know, as we all believe him to be. Right. Um, Bosa is how often have we seen players who were not top five players get paid the top money and the on, on the market and become totally. the newest highest paid peasants. Member? Right. Like you, you there, it's, it's something that happens. And just because Brian Burns doesn't necessarily live up to that same level as Bosa from a statistical standpoint uh, and, you know, what have you. I think that it's 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 still a very real possibility that you see him getting paid that same amount of money, if not more. And that is why he's waiting. His agent is like, listen, we know what this price is going to be over here when Bosa takes his. That's only going to increase the price for you. And so by doing it now, your price isn't up. If you do it after Bosa gets his his deal, which he will get his deal, um, then you have a better shot at making more money. Uh, CK, let's go ahead and welcome in the newest member of the C3 Super Fan Club. Can we pull that back up, Cody? Uh, CK, we uh, sure yeah. can. Ladies and gentlemen, PantherFan92 has become a new member of the C3 Super Fan Club for $1.99. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and joining us here on this fine Tuesday evening, a week before real. NFL football. Yeah. Love it. Being a C3 super fan is a one way to support the show for just $1.99 a month. You can support the C3 Panthers podcast and get access to those cool tags. You see all the people with the cool tags and their ability to do all the cool emojis. There's going to be some other things in opportunities 
uh, for early access to content that Cody's going to tell you about in a moment. But this is what we are going to be debuting. If you are a C3 super fan, you get to be a part of the Mega Mingo contest each and every week. And what we're going to do is this, is after every uh, Panthers game, we're going to pull out this Mega Mingo card here. And once we and we're going to keep the card running from week to week, too. So it's not like it just resets each week. Right. So if we get a win versus like, say, in week one, if we get a win versus the Falcons, we're going to put an X on this one. Uh, And you would get this one too, an X right here, a road win. And then say Thielen caught a touchdown and there was a defensive interception all five of those across the board, we're going to be giving away a Mingo, Jonathan Mingo jersey to one of the C3 super fans. So once what we're going to do is this is so like each game after every game, we're going to pull out the Mega Mingo card. We're going to check off whatever we get here. And at the same time, if you're a C3 super fan, you're going to put we're going to take all the names. We're going to randomly pick one. And we're going to give away a, a Jonathan Mango jersey. Once that happens, we reset. Maybe we maybe we change the card. Maybe we just pull the card back out and start it all over again. But we're going to be rocking Mega Mango for the C3 Super Feds all throughout the season. Cody, you also have some other stuff content that's going to be coming for the C3 Super Feds for just a dollar ninety nine. They can get some early access. Oh yeah, we're going to be doing film reviews. The C3 Film Room is coming back. That's going to go out to everybody for the $1.99 one day earlier. And you've been asking for it. You know it's coming back. C3 Madden Simulations. Me and CK and a bunch of others, we're going to be breaking down Madden, showing everybody the game. And that's also going to go out one day early for all of our $1.99 super fans. We appreciate all of you, even those who donate via YouTube. We love y'all too, man. The real C3AP says, let let Dante go. What's he done? Appreciate your patronage, man. CK, speaking of Madden simulations, uh, what does Madden have the Carolina Panthers season looking like? Did you run a season simulation? I did. I did. And I've got a lot of the, uh, the details here. Um, what would you guys like to know? Would you like to know what they believe this Falcons game is going to be? Uh, yeah, resulting let's in? start with week okay. one against the Falcons week one. Now this is again, this is a broad simulation. This isn't a, uh, the, the simulation we do on that. We're going to be doing this week. Um, that actually shows the game, but basically they've got the Falcons winning 21 to 14. Um, and so this is an interesting situation. I sent this to you guys in the, in the four horsemen, but, um, they have, uh, they have the a tie atop the NFC South, and the Panthers are not a part of it. Um, it is the Saints and the Falcons, and their belief is that they're going to be twelve and five. Holy both cow! Yeah, they have the Panthers at seven and ten, um, and they have the Buccaneers at three and fourteen. Um, it's it's an interesting one. So they've got the Falcons winning the division. Uh, which is quite interesting. Um, some details I think most people are going to be more interested in is Bryce Young, how they project him to perform. Um, it's a it's a respectable rookie outing, um, and that is he's got 3,500 yards with a 99.1 QB rating. He's got 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions, um, and uh, average yards per game is 211. Uh, completion percentage is 66%, uh, which is on par for kind of what, he is known to do right um 
The interesting thing is the leading wide receiver they have for us is Adam Thielen with a little over a thousand yards, um, 1,032 yards to be exact, 12 touchdowns. Um, the next person in line is Chenault with, uh, with 696. So Thielen heavily favored as the uh, receiving king on the, on the Panthers team. Um, oddly enough, DJ Chark uh, is, uh, is only at 479 yards with zero touchdowns and only 35 receptions for the year in this. Um, uh, and I think there's one other piece that I wanted to touch base on, and that was the defense. Um, Shaq Thompson is the uh, is odds-on favorite uh, for the tackle leader. He's got 98 here. Um, he's got seven tackles for a loss, three interceptions, one forced fumble. Um, so dude's got a, uh, a a crazy stat line for being on the defense. Um, he is a one-man ban. J.C. Horn's got three interceptions as well. Um, Burns, this is an interesting one. Uh, they've only got him at eight sacks. Um, so not fantastic, but they've given him 15 tackles for a loss. Dude, Madden disrespects the Panthers just like media members do, man. Uh, Brian Burns had 12 sacks last year, and they think that he's going to get four less. Um, I, I just feel like they're telling you they don't think we're going to be an elite team. And let's be real, outside of some Panther fans, there aren't many people that do think the Panthers are going to be an elite team. So those numbers don't really surprise me. Um, but it, again, like when, when you're just talking about numbers and, and things of that nature, it's hard to talk about them when you don't know if you're going to have your full roster of people. And I, I think it, you know, we're, we're going to get into predictions at some point. And it, it's hard to make a prediction if your primary pass rusher is not going to be out there and not be available for you. It, it's hard for us to even say what kind of defense and what kind of team we're going to have against the Falcons. So and tough, especially right? a team that is uh, speaking of, and let me see, let's go ahead and jump to that Falcons matchup real quick. Is that the Carolina Panthers are heading to week one against the Carolina uh, uh, to face the Atlanta Falcons. And neither team has fared very well in their home openers. As, as of late, I found this, the Falcons have, as of late, struggled in season openers, going three and seven in our last 10 tries, standing at 28 and 29 overall in their team's history. Carolina hasn't been much better, they wrote, as it's lost three of its last four openers um, and is 11 and 17 record all time. The Falcons have the head, head-to-head head advantage at three to one, though the last such meeting came in 2006. So, this, like uh, CK was saying, though, is, man, having these two back-to-back divisional games are so is so important to the way not only the Panthers start the season, but the long-term kind of shakeout of how they're going to run after that division. And really, if there is a air of mystique that comes with the Carolina Panthers offense, it is in these opening weeks. As we haven't seen Bryce Young, we haven't seen what um, – this team can do or what the offense truly looks like as a blend of Frank Reich's offense and that, uh, that Thomas Brown kind of bringing in the Los Angeles Rams tree. So the Panthers have an opportunity to go on the road and strike and also strike in a way that too, that sets up having the opportunity to sweep later in the season by getting these guys back on our home turf. But Brian Burns potentially being missing, 
brings so much questions, guys, because look, the Falcons have announced Bijan Robinson. He's the starting. He is the starter, the starting running back. And the Panthers have not looked great against the run in the preseason. They haven't looked great against the run in the last several years. Well, albeit they have gotten better over the last couple of years, particularly because of the addition of Derek Brown, stopping the run is going to be important. And all I heard throughout this preseason about the defense was, well, we don't got Brian Burns and we don't got Justin Houston. We don't got Brian Burns and we don't got Justin Houston. Well, guess what? It would really suck to not have Brian Burns on Sunday. It would. Yeah. I mean, so then, and then this is also guys, if we keep going, Cody, is that right now is that the Atlanta has retooled this off season. They've added a bunch of old names. I feel like on defense, but still Calais Campbell and some different, I'm not really, I, I'm, I'm trying to say, Hey, they, they went and spent big because they had a lot of money, but I'm hoping that some of those names are more name value than actual value, but they have been secretly building a really an offense that has the potential to be good, right? Is that Drake London came out and looked really good in his rookie season last year. Kyle Pitts, you know what he could be. And so maybe we saw his rookie year had a sophomore slump. They're trying, probably trying to figure out how to better use him. They've got this plethora of running backs. They've got like thousands of yards of running backs in the, Back in the backfield, Bijan Robinson looks so wildly sick, like one of those dudes that could be like a rookie of the year candidate uh, coming right out the gate. But there is the question of their their quarterback, Desmond Ritter. They don't. This will be his first time taking over and starting the season. Do you guys think that this is can the Panthers stop the Atlanta Falcons without Brian Burns? In hell, right now, Vegas doesn't know if they can stop him with Brian Burns. So one of the things that I've said is that I don't have a lot of faith in the Falcons' secondary. They have a lot of new pieces, right? They got Jeffrey Okuda. They've got Jesse Bates. Like they have a lot of brand-new moving pieces, and I don't know that that necessarily translates early in the NFL season, especially facing a quarterback like Bryce, who is so methodical, who can move the ball in different kinds of ways. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I really do think this is going to be a tough competition. Uh, like you said, they have thousands of yards worth of running backs on their roster. So defending and stopping the run, that's going to be incredibly important to us. And defending that outside edge, making sure that they're not bumping it to the outside and uh, stretching our linebackers more than they can handle. So, yeah, you would need a Brian Burns for that type of scenario in that situation. But I think our offense matches up with their defense much better than than vice versa, than our defense matches up to their offense. Now, you mentioned Desmond Ritter, and Falcons fans are very up and down on him. Some don't believe in him at all. Some think he's going to have a breakout dude this year. Me, he's a Falcons quarterback. So I'm not going to buy that shit until I believe it. Right now, I'm still giving uh, Carolina a slight edge. And I I do only say slight because if Brian Burns is not there, then I don't know where most of our sack production is coming from. And that makes this matchup a whole lot harder for us. 
Football season is back, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy football showdowns. But, fellas, let's not forget who the real MVP of the season is, and that is Manscaped. We're introducing – Manscaped has introduced the new Beard Hedger in the Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. Look, Greg, he's got a beard that needs grooming. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on the field, on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code PANTHERS and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's Promo code Panthers at manscaped.com and get 20% off of uh, 20% off your order plus free shipping. You could get the beard hedger. You could get the lawnmower 4.0. You can get all types of cool, really high quality. product. Look, I use two Manscaped products this week, this weekend. We took the kids to Bush Gardens. My grand, uh, the grandparents took the kids to Bush Gardens. I got to take. Yeah, uh, we took the. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well done. The uh, the 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 travel case, the nice leather travel case. I take that's it everywhere right. I go. Man, that's my favorite out of all the I products. Agree. Is that this nice leather bag that I get to put all my toiletry products on? And I also took the ball deodorant. And guess what? Zero chafing in a hundred thousand degree heat, walking all over bush yeah. gardens because my bush was trimmed. That's right. Manscaped.com, promo code Panthers, 20% off plus free shipping. What's up next, Cody? Yeah, by the way, those nose hair trimmers, that's one of the things that they don't tell men as you get older, that your nose hairs are going to go wild. Out of control. Dude. And don't pluck them. If you pluck them, your eyes all water. And it hurts. And if you pluck them, they grow back even gnarlier than they did before. Dude, get them nose hair trimmers up in the nostrils. Clean that hair out. Hey, man, be a a, a nice, well-put-together gentleman. I'm sure we're not done talking about Brian, but until then, another bit of news uh, that came to pass is the unofficial depth chart for the Carolina Panthers, and now we have a better idea of what our starting lineup is going to look like, man. Uh, Right now, they have Chandler Zavala, Penciled in at right guard for the Panthers. Uh, I mean that there's there's a you know a few different surprising ones. Deshaun Williams uh, is a starter on the line. Him and Shy Tuttle and Derek Brown. And uh, basically behind Brian Burns, we have your Tura Gross Models and DJ Johnson. So we're essentially saying that YGM is a starter this year. In the event that Brian Burns does not go out there and participate week one against Atlanta. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., also number two on the depth chart behind DJ Chark. Uh, That's another interesting one of note. I wonder how much of the rotation we're going to see him be a part of. Uh, Maybe he has the opportunity to work himself back up into a number one position. And uh, yeah, other than that, everything else looks about as to be expected any surprises for you boys well i think it's not much so much as a surprise is is you know just questions about some of the players that uh, we're going to be counting on number one is dj shark is he's continuing to struggle with a hamstring injury he talked about he's he knows how injuries goes and how how setbacks can happen and they're trying to avoid that so my question is is what will be his availability 
in week one? Are they going to try to protect him a little bit more and nurse that? We see what's going on with Cooper Cup in L.A. They got him seeing a hamstring specialist. Mm -hmm. DJ Shark has dealt with injuries throughout his career foot, I believe, in Detroit, problems in in Jacksonville. And I had such high hopes. It felt like DJ Shark and Bryce Young were establishing so much chemistry. Any news? I mean, and this is where we needed Sheena. We needed Sheena quick Mm -hmm. tonight for some of this insight. Any have you guys heard anything about the DJ Shark injury status? Is he going to be a go? We need to maybe I can pull up. When do they have to release the health? I uh, think Thursday, yeah, maybe I think Friday. Thir- I think Thursday's the day. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I, uh, DJ Shark. The last time he spoke to the media, he seemed to be very optimistic mm-hmm. about his ability to be able to start week one. Right. So for uh, so I'm really hoping that we're going to be a full go by the time we get to Atlanta. We do have the rest of the week, but I mean, again, uh, Lavishka Chenault, TMJ, and DJ Chark, they've sat out for a good bit of time now. So I'm I'm really really hoping that they're going to be available come week one, or mm-hmm. else it doesn't do much uh, to convince the naysayers otherwise of their position that a lot of our receiving core is just a bunch of injury prone guys that are not dependable to last a whole season. Right. And they're yeah. not even able to make it out there week one. I know. So, that's crazy. Hey, yeah. That's kind of wild. Co- Cody. One thing I noticed about the depth chart this week, this is the unofficial depth chart, but I see one, two, didn't we have three quarterbacks last week? We we're talking Ooh. about three quarter going three quarterbacks. In the little, where, where's the third quarterback at Cody? Uh, he is in New England with Bill Belichick. <laughs> He's gonna take he over has... up there. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, Matt, 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 fantasy. Matt Jones's time is yep. done for. Matt Corral coming for the job up in New England. Baby. I would laugh my ass off if Matt Corral goes in New England and has such a successful career up there in New England. That, that uh, would be so crazy. I might it's drive my chair happen. off a bridge. You never it's know. Not gonna happen. He's got a really big foot, man. He does yeah. have big feet. Yeah. Really you know what they say about people with big feet? They wear big, big potential. Shoes. Yeah, oh, that was what potential. I was thinking. <laughs> I was going to think they wore big shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true, too. Um, I mean, wasn't and it Deuce Bailey who said, I've never seen a Nike swoosh that big before? Uh, look, all right, so if we peek back at this starting at this uh, roster right here, is look, is the Panthers, I guess here, before the Brian Burns thing became – a situation where were our eyes when it came to the uh, to the depth chart? They weren't on necessarily. They weren't on Brian Burns' spot. That was for sure. But now, well, look. If you look at this offensive line, uh, you're talking about Christensen solidified himself at left guard. You know, I think we've got our starting five that we're hoping to rock all season long. They right. parted ways last week with um, with the old hats and Cam Irving with the terribleness of Michael Jordan, and they are kind of pushing their chips in on Nash Jensen, Ricky Lee, and Cade Mays as being the backups that could potentially do this. Then you go to the tight end unit. They kept four tight ends. They haven't listed, so you could say three tight ends and a fullback. You guys, are you guys surprised to see? Um, I, I guess I'm not surprised to see Ian Thomas still considered to be important to this team. I guess his blocking yeah. ability is going to be important amidst an offensive line that has been struggling. Your thoughts on those two position groups as we then turn to look at the defense. I mean, I think the, the tight ends are, have, have been the, uh, 
the center point for the entire week, really. Um, the fact that they're, you know, they were rolling forward with at that point in time, we were still dealing with five. Um, when they put Sullivan on IR, obviously that reduced that. And then, you know, your opinion on Ricci, whatever you whatever it may be, uh, is he a fullback or is he a tight end? I feel like he's been used more as a tight end, uh, not only in preseason, but in his entire career as a Panther. So um, that's, uh, that's hard to say. So I, I, I would like our, our offense to be a little bit better, but um, our, our tight end situation to be a little bit better, but it is what it is. And we just got to roll with it. Yeah. The, the linebacker depth is not great to me. And again, I, you know, shout out to the Gettlemanisms. You know, I, I learned a lot about GMing from Gettleman, uh, it, just with some of the things that he would say. And he just said, with the 52 man roster, you're not ever going to have depth along every position. That is just not possible. I understand that. But that linebacking core, the names behind them inspire no confidence in me. Um, you know, I know uh, Cabo Cruze Hill. Is a player that impressed a lot in the preseason, but Clouden Cherilis, sorry, that does nothing for me. Uh, Amari Barno kind of came on at the end of the year last year, so he might be okay. But YGM, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just not not a big believer in the game of YGM at, at this point in time. So um, I hope that we're able to stay healthy. And, and really, that's the truth for the Carolina Panthers. 2023 squad, no matter what, is that this is a team that, if healthy, they can be a contender for the NFC South. But if we, you know, have a string of bad luck and start to be injury played sooner rather than later, I don't think that this roster would be able to survive that. Actually, I'm going to do an audible real quick, guys. Let's go ahead and do some uh, quick prize picks real quick. Um, the C3 Panthers podcast is also sponsored by Prize Picks. It's your way to play daily fantasy football sports safely, securely, make some money by showing off your football knowledge. The reason I want to jump this in is we've got 10 minutes left. If you go and sign up for Prize Picks right now, use the promo code C3. They will match your first time deposit up to $100 by 100%. You put in $100, they'll give you $100. Put in $50, they'll give you $50. The way it works is you got to make two plays on per entries on fantasy football projections of what these players will do on the field. This is where you take your expertise. This is not, this is a game of not of luck, but of skill daily fantasy football sports prize picks is the way to go. Promo code C3 is a must. The link, the direct link is in the description. We've got eight minutes and 54 seconds left to take advantage of a 35% discount on Isaiah Pacheco for the, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, they have him projected to go 50 and a half yards rushing. That's the normal entry. But if you, if I'm going to try to take advantage of this in the next eight minutes, 32 and a half rushing yards more or less i think i'm gonna do a simple play guys here a simple entry isaiah pacheco two on thursday night isaiah pacheco 32 and a half more and jameer gibbs detroit star running back that they also also drafted 39 and a half yards rushing more that's what i'm feeling right now how do you th what do you think about that cody 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I I drafted Isaiah Pacheco in my uh, dynasty league that we're in. I'm a big fan. Uh, and they're saying Travis Kelsey strained his knee or his hamstring or something. Hyperextended his knee. Yeah, yeah. hyperextended his knee. So right now they don't even know how available he's going to be. If he's going to be losing weapons, that puts more importance on Pacheco. Tony, I like more. Uh, when it comes Look to at Isaiah this. Amon Ross St. Brown, can he have? I don't like that. I mean, Seven he's their catches? number one by far. Seven catches in a game? That's a lot. Mm. Uh, Anthony says smash Gibbs at over 39.5. More than, you- yeah. Well, I, th- I'm, I think I'm rocking with this right here. Yeah, that's not a bad one at all. I think I'm going to go here. I'm going to play a little safe here. Do 40 bucks. See, 40 to win, 90. That's... uh. Prize picks. Oh, oh, what, oh, what is that? oh you got to use a, tw- a 25 is the max when you use the, when you get the discount. There we go. So there we go. Because, so prize picks, promo code C3. Um, and let's just do this. Let's just, uh, just for giggles. Let's see if anything has changed here. Uh, feeling receiving yards in first two receptions. Ooh, I don't know if that's a tough. That means I like less than there. What it's it's receiving yards, receiving yards in first two receptions. Uh, he would it more or less than nineteen and a half. So his first two receptions would have to be more or less than nineteen and a half. Yeah, I don't know if I feel great about. Ah, uh, yeah, because he's sort of the underneath the guy. Wow. So, I mean, I don't really see them using Thielen to be the... I don't know, though. In that preseason game, they picked him up on a crossing route that picked up a pretty good bit of yards. I yeah. don't know, man. That one's, that that one's, one's kind of risky. Tough. Let's see. That one's uh, tough. Hmm. Let's just do this. Let's just do... Let's see what they got with the Falcons rocking right now. And then we're going to rock into your calls. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Fifty ninety-eight, you know Bijan ripping off a big one. I could see that happening in the beginning. The Panthers' offense defense is sluggish against the run so much. Oh no, Brian Burns can he get twenty-one and a half yards in his first five rushing attempts? I mean, <laughs> I it's not know. great. I mean, it's not that's tough. Completions in first ten passes. Desmond Ritter six and a half, more or less. Drake mm. London. Look, is Drake London's numbers are only one yard more than Adam Thielen. What's I think that a, that's, I think that's a reflection of Desmond Ritter. Oh, good point. Good point. Interesting stuff there. Can the uh, Carolina Panthers make the Atlanta's uh, Atlanta uh, offense punt the ball more than four times? Oh, dude! Uh, shout out to Kev in the chat. He pointed out uh, Justin Jefferson. Well, right now, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are at 0.5 receiving touchdowns. So that's that's pretty good for them, too. But, um, yeah, and then... Uh, uh, be- well, will Patrick Mahomes have three touchdowns in, in his debut with no Travis Kelsey, potentially? Oh, 
Gosh, prize picks, guys. Prize picks, promo code C3. It's so fun. People, not only do they sponsor us, but we just have a blast playing this. You should see all the fans of the C3 Panthers podcast that have been playing this. We've got a dedicated direct chat group on X.com or X or whatever we're supposed to call it now, formerly known as Twitter. Of, of all this price pick stuff. We're going to be monitoring this. We still have Friday, the Friday show, to find some gems. All right, guys, let's go and jump in. Do you guys got anything else to say about the roster, or is it time to take some calls? No, I believe it's time to hear from uh, these here callers, man, these here C3 faithful. And if you would like to hear your cat call played on the podcast, the number is 252-228-5098. Let's jump into it. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like What is up, everybody? It's been a minute. It's your buddy here. Is this Nick? Yeah. Been a little busy. What up, Nick? Crazy amount of hours, but uh, making that money so that way I can go try to go to multiple games this year again. But guys, I've missed you. I hope all you guys are doing well. You too, brother. And uh, I can't wait for the season. But before we even get to the good news about, you know, the season right around the corner and all that, I have to give out my ice up pick. And Tony, it is not you, so don't worry. You're you're safe for now. <laughs> I'm icing up the pants. The Patriots have not only gone after one, but two of our quarterbacks where they have thus given them the Liz Frank injury. Oh, I was there when both Cam Newton and Matt Corral got their Liz Frank. And then I was there again at Cam Newton's last game Mm. before the Panthers cut up the first time. You know, you guys didn't learn, and nothing against Cam. You guys know I love Cam. I wish him nothing but the best. Okay, but you guys didn't learn your lesson. The past didn't learn their lesson the first time. They just had to try their luck one more time. And honestly, sorry, Cody, but I would have taken uh, Bailey Zappi over Matt Oh so, no! Iced up to the pets, and uh, guys, what do you think we're going to do this season? Because. I'm sorry, I'm not necessarily all in on a rookie quarterback bringing us to the playoffs this first year. Like, I know it happens. I know the past that it was Mac Jones. You know, it's just, I don't see it happening. I don't see us winning the division, not when, and I'm not scared of Josh Carr, but, you know, not when you have Josh Carr, not when you have B. John, B. John Robinson in Atlanta. 
especially when we swap to a 3-4 base defense that's even worse against the run than what we've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, we have an actual defensive coordinator that is somewhat proven. Okay, I'm for it. But even still, like, Atlanta did not just draft B. John Robinson for no reason. They drafted him so yeah. that way they could get two W's from us. <laughs> That's messed up. Uh, uh, Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson equals two W's against the Panthers. And look, is uh cool call, interesting call from Nick. Uh, good to hear from you, Nick. Um, the the first part is is that the the Bill Belichick, the evil empire, manufactured Liz Frank <laughs> injuries on all of our quarterbacks. And then to goes lower and, the price, and then gets those quarterbacks. And what's crazy is, is that we were uh, to add one more layer to that is that the team that we traded with to go up and get Matt Corral was, was the, the Patriots. Patriots. So, like, um, I wonder if if everybody's talking junk about our turf, man, the New mm. England one with that Liz Frank, it's not uh, friendly to the feet there. But then as he goes on and moves to the the what the expectations for the Carolina Panthers. And let's just let's take a moment to talk about that. Um have have your expectations changed? You know, or or your what's your thought? Because I mean Cody, uh two months ago, uh, with our way too early projections is uh you said 10 wins for the Panthers. Or maybe yeah. eleven. You might have even said eleven, dude, at this point. Has that number uh, regressed to the mean? I um, I think this team can be anywhere between seven and nine wins. That's what I see the Panthers doing. I think in a good season, it's going to be on that nine, maybe in an exceptional season 10. I think realistically, it's eight or nine, and, and disappointingly, it's six, seven, or eight type thing. Uh, right now, uh, the questions do loom about how this defense can stop the run. It's been a problem. The three four, the way to beat the three four is to run up the gut at it. Can Shy Tuttle, the Deshaun Williams and Derek Brown alone um, do enough? And is Brian Burns how essential is he really going to be that essential to stopping the run this week, or do we, um, or is he also a liability in the run? Well, you want to jump in, CK? No, no, you go ahead. Well, I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, if you're asking me if my prediction for the total amount of wins has gone down, yeah, I I, I think I have to. I, I would be unreasonable to not bump that down a little bit because, one, as you mentioned, we don't know what the defense is going to look like. Uh, forget what Ron Rivera said a few years ago about us moving to a 3-4. This is the first time that the Panthers have ever really committed to a 3-4 defense. And knowing that we had problems stopping the run before, I don't necessarily know that that goes away overnight with a position scheme flip. So for that reason, I'm going down. Then you factor maybe Brian Burns not being there. Yeah, it goes down. Injuries and then, at, the, at the wide receiver group is DJ Shark. Right, healthy. that's what I'm saying. And I don't ever want to have to tell Anthony or JJ that they were right. And I feel like they question the receiver talent. Uh, sometimes more than anything, but they also mentioned the health, and that is a good point. Like, if they're not going to be out there, then we're repeating history, Tony. We're asking Bryce Young to be Superman, just like we did to Cam Newton, and his career has not even started yet. 
It's a damn we, shame. We are maybe underestimating though is the Miles Sanders factor, right? Is uh the the safety group in this is this bunch has improved. I think this team has the the ability to go and stun and surprise and be good. I just don't know how much I would bet on it, CK. No, I, I agree. Hey, I, listen, I've, I've, we've all been at least here a little, uh, me and Cody, I should say, have been a little bit over excited about what this team can be. Right. And that's, that's a fair thing, right? You know, it's, I, I want it to be pretty positive. I want it to be a, a, a season of, you know, all ups and no downs, but you know, it's just the reality is it's probably not going to go that way. We got a rookie quarterback, a brand new head coach. I mean, there's just so many things going against us being able to have that type of a, uh, a season. I think that it's uh, I think it's OK to expect there us to be middle of the pack. That's seven to ten wins in, in, in Madden um, infuriates a lot of people. Um, I can't say that I'm one of them at this point. But Bryce Young, we we. <laughs> This is the th- so many unknowns. In fact, maybe that's how I was going to start my story last night, Cody, but I didn't have the the energy to just like go through all writing about all the unknowns and then parlaying that to the Brian Burns. But all the unknowns about look is the difference, uh, like the different coaching staff, the different defensive scheme, the different players on the team, the different, you know, all of the different quarterback, the different all right guard, whatever it is. You want to go through all of these things. I didn't expect Brian Burns to be the unknown. Uh, Maybe I should have seen this. And I almost feel like he, um, either he slow played this with us, you know? And and so I heard that Nick, but some of the people were saying that, that Nick Bosa needed to be taking more shots verbally at the, uh, the management of the 49ers because it worked for Debo Samuel last year when he said, well, just trade me then. And he got paid. Um, As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You know, I felt like maybe did the media protect us from this moment, protect us? Do you think that maybe, I won't say let us down, but they should have been ahead on asking or about the potential of it reaching this point, because I feel like now they're just asking on this podcast. We've been asking about this Brian Burns situation a lot more closely than potentially the the media has. Tony, I, I disagree with that. I don't think it's on the media. I think the Panthers front office lured us into a false sense of security because look at it this way, right? We already talked about how they didn't trade, Brian Burns last season when they had the opportunity to do so. So that alone tells you that they wanted him to be the cornerstone of the defense. But on top of that, the, uh, Leonard Floyd was available to be signed for the Panthers, and the Panthers didn't do it. Yannick Ngakwe was available. He doesn't really didn't fit do our it. scheme. I think what Justin Houston they three, actually. they outside linebackers. That's not, what uh, Yannick doing. Ngakwe plays in a 4-3, I think. I think he can do both. I mean, they're they're both 
kind of do what we want. Jadavion Clowney, too. The point being, Tony, is that when they didn't make any of those moves and all of their preparations is building towards them being ready to go big one with Brian Burns, then you bring in Justin Houston, who is the older guy, but is a perfect complimentary piece, who performed well last year. It's like, to me, this is the Panthers. The Panthers have set up everything. Like, we were going to pay Brian Burns, and then now they want to whine and cry and throw a tantrum about it at the last minute. And listen, my final thing I want to say about this, I mean, I don't know if it's final, but uh, us as Panther fans, like, you have to understand, what, what would be worse for us in 2023? To slightly overpay Brian Burns or to not have him for the entirety of the 2023 season. That's an impossibility. Oh, That's hold an up. impossibility. There, thereby, you're tanking if you don't have a, a complete defense. And, by the way, you don't have a first-round pick in 2024. So you're essentially losing out for a high second round pick. I'm sorry. It's Brian dumb. Burns can't afford to, he can't, he can't afford to sit out. I'm sorry. It's just mathematically implausible for him to sit out for an entire season, maybe mm-hmm. week one or something like that. But after a certain amount, the, the fines, are going to add up so much to where it's really hurting your bottom line right I now. I just blame Federer. I feel like it didn't need to Interesting, come to this. And uh, I feel like the Panthers offense, I mean, the Panthers front office are the ones that really fucked this up. Uh, interesting to see some of the comments in the chat first. I love to see people saying that Tony, the professor, is spitting facts. I like that. Uh, Diesel skills, great comment. He said, man, the Panthers played with fire and they got burned. With Burns. How about that? Played with bur- fire and got burns. Yeah. That's a good comment right there. <laughs> uh, play, pun intended. On top of that, what about now? We talked about this on the Friday free-for-all. The question is, is Scott Fitter a good thing or a bad Like, It's mm-hmm. like now we're how, man, quickly the tides can turn. The narrative can change. You go from Scott Fitter being a superhero to now people making lists of errors that he made. Cody making the most ridiculous one and no. saying, yeah, all, yeah, relevant. all right, let's go back to the calls. The numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, fifty, ninety eight. I feel like some people are going to have a couple of things to say to Cody Lack this week. Yo, it's white chocolate espresso. Oh, I know y'all don't talk about Panther stuff, and I get it, but it's 12 o'clock at night. It's technically Wednesday or Tuesday. And my God, Cody. Look at your ass look like Duke. 28 to 7? Talking all that shit about Cade Cupcake. Let me repeat that. Cade Cupcake. My God. He's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Talking all that shit on the internet. All that shit about us and y'all come out here and lay that fucking dud. That fucking stinker on fucking national TV against Duke. Against fucking Duke. Y'all out there blaming DJ. You go, 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 go. Talking shit about Spencer Rattler. Y'all wish y'all had Spencer Rattler with that bum ass. both lost to basketball. I told you. I told you. 
Clemson's downfall is happening. It's over. Hope you enjoy the ride. Have fun losing the FSU and giving me my $25 that you bet me. Breaking news. Uh, the Clemson Tigers to stay in the ACC despite them wanting them to leave. <laughs> well, by the way, uh, I would just like to Dabo, say. bro, man. This is when Dabo yeah. became too big. Yeah, and also he's too big to go into the transfer portal to get receivers to actually complement the new offensive coordinator that you went out and paid all the money to. But, dude, don't fucking get me started on the bullshit-ass Tigers right now. It's sad that uh, all my hopes and dreams depend on the Panthers. It doesn't feel too good right now. But I will say this. Uh, uh, right now, Clemson and South Carolina have one thing in common. They're both we both one. we both lose to basketball schools. So hey, yeah. man, we're in the same boat. Stupid. All right, let's go back to Kev. <laughs> I'm still the same. Hi, this is Detective Barshoven. I'm here doing a wellness check on a Cody Lack. Oh my God, Cody dude. Got heartbroken by a certain football team who sucked yeah. out. Oh my God. I was just making sure he's all right, and you know we have an environment around him that can help him emotionally you know, come together as one, you know. Uh, just give me a call. Again, this is Detective Bosho and checking in on Cody Black. Thank you. Uh, Cody, uh, looking like, you look like damn Donald Trump in his, uh, in his, what, a mugshot. Mugshot. Should we, uh, can you show us the shoes that you got? Because do we need to take the shoelaces out of them? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, nah, man, I, I keep a man. And, you know, your boy keeps a pair of shoes clean forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I saw these. Uh, shout out to Panthers Wire. They put this out on Twitter. And I thought they were fire, man. It's these uh, uh, Panthers. It's a limited edition Panthers Air Pegasus 40 sneakers. And, dude, I think they are fire. You already know your boy picked up a pair. Uh, you know, people with no taste. Uh, like white, white chocolate dumpster fire. We're making fun of my Converse. But Converse are some of the coolest shoes ever. But, no, your boy was in need for a brand new pair of shoes. And, uh, man, these were perfect. They got the processed blue. They got the Nike swoosh. Man, I had to jump on them, bro. Uh, I tell you one thing is there's some other things that are flying around. I know that we're losing CK fast when the shoe conversation here is eating uh, <laughs> fast right here. I took a uh, CK into a shoe store uh, when we were in sparkle city and uh, he was like, what is all, of I mean, not what is all of this. It was just like, you guys really pay this type of money for shoes. I was like, I don't, my son though, if I was, if I had more money, I would have gotten him some flash shoes. But now the new thing or not, the new thing is people are customizing their own shoes with uh, leather paints. And there's a couple of them that the Joe Bello artist guy just re released some, some throwback Panther ones. And he painted the air force ones and they're just straight fire, dude. So imagine this, CK. Imagine going and paying $200 for a pair of shoes, $150, and then having to turn around and pay somebody $150 to paint them. I'm CK good. is like, I don't know what that means. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. That's why you got money and we're broke, CK. Uh, no. Let's go to... But by the way, they were, they were $139, but they'll even let you pay them off in installments of $35. Bucks. So hey, if, I mean, if, you want, if you want a pair, man... 
Go you should say stone. this is I'll pay you when I wear them out. And you would never know. <laughs> yeah, right. No, right, that let's be, go to yeah, the next go. 50 years old, bro. Yo, 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 C3. JJ calling in. And it's the last Tuesday show before the 23 season. Let's and go. By all means, I'm excited. I just wanted to say a few thank yous. I've been dwelling and thinking on making this call for a while. But I figured a while ago I would just make it the last call of the off season or whatever, but um, you know, like, I just always think it's crazy. I'm going to a Texans game like eight hours away in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm going to be meeting people, dapping people up, talking to them like they're friends because I got guys like these, Ilskiv, Anthony, possibly even G-Baby, and some others going to that game as well. And I'm going to be able to talk to them and like socialize with them for a good part and then enjoy a game like as if I'm going back to Columbus, Ohio, watching a Buckeyes game with high school friends. And like that, that whole opportunity was created by you yourself, Tony Dunn. And, you know, I can't, my words can only go so far as to thank you for that shit. I've said it a few times how crazy that is, but I really just saved this for uh, the last off season show. Um, because I really wanted to thank you for that. Greg as well. I, I heard last Friday free for all you were a veteran. I know you're probably like, where have you been at? Cause I'm sure that's been said before, but, uh, I finally realized that and I want to thank you for your service, of course, because nice. my father's a 27 year army veteran. So I got mad respect for all my veterans in general. Um, I know I give you a lot of shit about Bryce Young. Uh, but I still call you Greg because that's your name. You know, I, 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 I don't like people out their name, but uh, for sure, it, it, you got it fucked up about Bryce Young. Um, and of course, thank you, Cody. Always doing Friday Free For All. Always there to be consistent. Uh, have our backs. Share his opinion. Call everyone a dumbass when they need to be called mm -hmm. one. Um, you know, uh, thank you all around the CK. Um, how he's always bringing everything back to the table, bringing the great uh, opinions and changing the topic. Uh, thank you just all around to everyone on the CK or C3 podcast. You know, I, I always enjoy watching it. I think it's crazy. I watch. Uh, I started watching y'all when I asked my Google Home for a Panthers podcast. And the fact that for the past three years, I've just been listening to y'all. Uh, it's just a well thank you worth and everyone's going to keep pounding all 23. Keep pounding. JJ. Yo, what a kind, respectful young man. What a great yeah. uh, call. I got I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps from that. Dude, um, JJ's the homie, man. What I the think... hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that call? Like, I'm ready for this to be a fire show. Like, we're supposed to have JJ start conflict. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's out of his norm. JJ was in his fields. I think this is JJ. What's awesome about that is when you go to the game and you do hang out with these people, you are already friends. And it's wild. It's a wild experience. In fact, I had never even met Greg in person until just this training camp. Yeah. Um, and it's wild when you are connected to people um in such a, a a true authentic way and then you get to meet him yeah it was I weird mean, when he was when he was shorter than cody 
<laughs> but it's Justin. bizarre. That's what it is. Oh, here comes. That, this is perfect timing. Oh, look, uh, Greg. Uh, I'm, I, we don't have to play the whole call for him. Greg, you got to even, even hear us. Yeah, we, we, we can't we even might. hear us. Greg. Greg. Gregory. What's up? Man, we're going to have to play this little bit back for you, all right? Because it was. I was listening to most of it, almost all of it, but uh, uh, yeah, I missed the last. I missed missed the last little bit. No, last like 10 minutes I missed. Of the show? Yeah, so you missed the call. Yeah, the show. Yeah, I missed whatever call you're talking about. I'm going to fast. Yo, yo, you're going to be able to talk to them and like socialize with them for a good part and then enjoy a game like as if I'm going back to Columbus, Ohio, watching a Buckeyes game with high school friends. And like that, that whole opportunity was created by you yourself, Tony Dunn. And, you know, I can't, my words can only go so far as to thank you for that shit. I've said it a few times how crazy that is, but I really just saved this for, uh, the last off season show. Um, because I really wanted to thank you for that. Greg as well. I, I heard last Friday free for all you were a veteran. I know you're probably like, where have you been at? Cause I'm sure that's been said before, but. Uh, I finally realized that, and I want to thank you for your service, of course, because my father's a 27-year Army veteran, so I got mad respect for all my veterans in general. Um, I know I give you a lot of shit about Bryce Young, uh, but I still call you Greg because that's your name. You know, I I, I don't like calling people out their name, but uh, for sure, it, you got it fucked up about Bryce Young. Um <laughs> And of course, uh, like Cody. So Cody's this doing- is like uh, I appreciate you, JJ. Yeah, yeah. And so this is great, and we are developing friendships. I still, I tell you this, and I've said this several times on the show, um, that the pandemic was easy to me because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, who in many respects I felt like was the person who liked to go out less than me in the past flipped now she's the one that wants to go out and i think the pandemic did it to her like she was just itching to like go and have like she her and her friends would try some of these calls and they would get together on these little hangout things or whatever but i was just like this bro i was like man i did my, my life is normal i'll be up there i'll be hanging out with my friends <laughs> each and every week uh let's go to the next call this is another seat member of the c3 army army a very important part jj this is we're bringing in the youth too this is what we get we get like generational uh soldiers here here's anthony yeah, piccarello my pie's on what's up c3 it's anthony from charlotte hope y'all boys are having a good tuesday man just one more Tuesday show, one more Friday free for all to go until the season officially starts. Let's really go. excited, hopeful this season. Um, you know, we have a lot of optimistic optimism, um, you know, throughout the season from Bryce Young to new coaching staff to some of the pieces on this team. But the one lingering thing that I know you guys obviously discussed earlier in the show, but I have to get my thoughts on this Brian Byrne situation. And it kind of goes back to my whole thing about how Scott Fitter is just this organization right now. They are so wishy-washy when it comes to contracts and paying people. It's like, man, we all know Brian Burns isn't worth the Nick Bosa money. Okay. That's obvious. If you say he is, then you're just a Panthers homer. He's only worth it now because the Panthers gave up all their leverage because they didn't trade him. So if this doesn't get won by week 
done by week one, I'm going to start getting nervous because we do need him. As much as I've crapped on Brian Burns, I still think he's a good player. I still think he's a superstar. I still think he's a top eight edge rusher. I just don't think he's Nick Bosa tier. Um, it's like, man, we need these players. And what are we going to do if he doesn't like sign the contract and he holds out? Do we then, are we forced to then trade him then? At that point, someone else is probably going to offer us a low ball deal because they know that we already declined a haul for him. So it's like, how am I the one that's able to think these scenarios ahead, but this team and mostly Scott Fitter, who's running this team right now, can't can't figure this out himself. It's like, man, you declined the trade for him. Why haven't you just overpaid his ass? And yes, I know, even if we do overpay him, the thing I'm worried about is, are we going to be able to re- retain these other players? I get you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, but what happens when you actually need to bring in free agent talent to this team if Bryce proves he's the guy? We need more talent if we want to compete. You can't seriously sit here and say, this is going to be our future wide receiver room. This is going to be our future cornerback room. This is going to be, you know, future linebacker room. There's still a bunch of holes on this roster. We're in a rebuild. And it pisses me off that Brian Burns is just doing this bullshit because everyone thought, oh, he's a, you know, great dude. Like he's showing up to camp. He's just been trying to buddy, buddy us to get the most money out of us. And like, this is the thing. I don't really think he cares about the team success. I just think he cares about the money at this point. So it really pisses me off, man. We need him back or they need to trade him. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding. Keep pounding and hard in the paint for Brian Burns. I just saw this uh, fly across X. It said an anonymous NFL agent says Nick Bosa has all the leverage over the 49ers and that 28 of the 31 other teams would pay him the money that he wants. Nick Bosa and his agent Brian Eralt know this. There never was going to be a hometown discount. They know that they can get their money on the open market, and Brian is one hell of a negotiator. Bosa has all the leverage. Now, the thing is, is though you don't because you have you're in your fifth year option. So it's not like you can just go into free agency. They can franchise tag. You can they can make your life miserable at the same time. Colin, we knew they weren't going to give him the hometown discount because he's San Francisco has to be like the worst city for for Nick Bosa to live in. Like he just <laughs> Yeah, so liberal. He's, he's like a conservative. Yeah, dude. I saw somebody. I saw a great tweet or a great X uh, or a post, whatever we're supposed to call it now. I just call it tweet. It's our I to call it I know. I think I'm gonna be the same way. But the uh, somebody said that Brian Bosa removed uh, all of Brian, his Nick Bosa. Yeah, yeah, Nick Bosa removed all of his uh, or unfollowed. And removed all years on Truth Social. On Truth Social, yeah. Dude, that, <laughs> that, was, that was a top notch to uh, tweet but, me. I mean, listen, like, I mean, again, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know that they looked okay last year without him. They have a lot of talent, but I understand what what Nick is saying that unlike Brian Burns, right? Who oh, what Anthony is saying to me? But no, I'm saying well, unlike unlike Brian Burns, who we've made the point that he is by far more important to the Panthers as a whole than a Bosa might be to the 49ers, a lot of other teams view Nate Bosa as the best pass rusher in the NFL. But yeah, to go yeah. off of Anthony's call, my question is, do you think there's a chance that we trade Brian Burns? Mm. Like, is there any chance that we say, all right, you want to play hardball that much? 
go and get paid somewhere else. Because my argument, boys, has always been this. If the Panthers are not going to pay him that amount, there is some team somewhere that's going to find the cash to be able to do so. What what if what if Kansas City said, all right, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to be able to have uh, Jones, but we'll take a Brian Burns and put him right on this team right now. Or Philadelphia. Or one of these other teams. So we switch up Burns for Houston and Kansas City. <laughs> oh, gosh. And Basically. You get Houston. Hey, so, so, Cody, you're telling me that you seriously think that right now, right now, another team would pay $30 million for Brian Burns. Yeah, I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me, yeah. No, I don't think they would. I just I just don't think he's put up the numbers for that yet. I'm not saying he can't. I just don't think he has yet. I think we have, have sacks to. last year, right? I mean, that's great, but it's not it's that not was his first double numbers. digit sack. Look, is uh, I've yeah. seen people going uh and you know who is one. We need to get some G baby in on this because he yeah, doesn't believe it. Call. Yeah. I think for me, <laughs> and I have actually which really kind of called me on my phone yesterday. Who, to fight, yes, to fight with me about Brian Burns, dude. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's what people do on phones. They call you. I don't know if you knew that. Um, no, I mean, yeah. They, when? That's awesome. when? Since when does that happen? I know. You know what? I don't use my phone as a phone either. So what am I talking about? <laughs> I think this is one thing to to kind of show how, how important I think or how much I think Brian Burns has more leverage with the Panthers than Nick Bosa does with the 49ers, just because, like you said, is they have so much more talent that Jeez. they could weather the storm in so many ways. Now, they're they're also trying to win a Super Bowl right now while that talent is there. So that is the leverage, is the win-now mentality that they need to have before all this generational talent has to move on or becomes old. I think the Panthers, again, we've said this, is Brian Burns has more leverage because there isn't any of that depth. There isn't a plan for life without Brian Burns. And if we don't pay him or don't trade, you're going to have to pay somebody in the near future big-time money um, anyway, right? So that's one thing. It's just like it's just if that's just going to kick the can down the, the <laughs> curve a little bit, oh. you know? Right. And then, but for me, the last part about this is to show how much leverage I think Brian Burns has is I've been consistently the person on this podcast that says he isn't among the top tier of defensive ends. Right. Like I've been the one to say he's a very good player, but not a superstar throughout the league. And even I recognize that, hey, guess what? We need a really good player right now. We could use a superstar. We want him to turn into a superstar, but we don't have the luxury of having a defense without Brian Burns. And yeah. if we do go life without Brian Burns, what would be to, in the in the trade? You know what is maybe you would have to trade to uh, who's the guy that's uh, in, uh, mad at Las Vegas right now? They locked him out Chandler of the damn Chandler Jones. You know, but that I don't know if that would even be an imp I, I don't even know if that would be a lateral move, in my opinion. I think that get, would would that, would Chandler Jones be a downgrade from Brian Burns? I don't think I mean, a downgrade, but I do think that it's not and an, an really like insane improvement. Yeah. So I mean, Chandler but Jones to be is Chandler Jones is not a bad player, but I think he's also living the hype off of that one game like two seasons ago in Arizona. Yeah, when like he got five, like five against us. Was it Taylor against Lewan? us? No, it was against oh. the Titans. 
Okay. Because uh, Taylor Lewan came out. It was probably last year, I think. Um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but you know, he he's he definitely fell off after that. I don't know that he is the pass rusher that he was five years ago. Yeah, I I wouldn't. But I mean, I guess if you were better Cody, than nothing, you brought the question up: is the could you trade? What would you see the Panthers want? What would you want to get for? Two Brian picks. Yeah. Do you think anybody's sure. realistically going to sure. give that now? I think but that they were yeah. gonna, the Rams were going to give it to us last year. That was just desperation Rams when they don't know right. what to do. Well, fit, well, dude, the Panthers front office screwed us over because now whatever team that does trade with us, they're probably going to say like they know that we have no other choice other than to trade them. So now they can give us less than what the Rams were going to give us last year. That's what I'm saying, dude. Right now, no, no. The, the the Brian Burns has the Panthers by the balls, unlike Look. any other player has ever had this organization by the balls before. No, you know what? You can say that, and you can say the balls in Brian Burns' court. But what I really think is that the, the Panthers have Brian Balls Burns and his or Brian Burns balls in their hands. Because look, I don't think so. You you can say that you're right. They can offer us that. Guess what? We ain't got to pay it. We don't have to take it. The final, I mean, he the final is thing is contract. in our hands. And they could even tag he's him. Under, he's under contract, exactly. We don't have to take it. You're going to offer us this, or we're going to keep him. The I ball mean, this is isn't even court. as bad as a franchise tag dispute that you're seeing with, you know what I'm saying, is like, at the, like while Brian Burns wants this to happen, if the Panthers really want to be dicks, about it they could just say screw it we'll just uh, we'll, we we don't negotiate contracts during the season what if they fucking come out and say that yeah i mean that's what i'm saying Haven't like so teams it, it done that like, in the past yeah. where they say we just don't do it in season wasn't the ravens that tried to do that i can't remember who it was is that like is that like we don't talk contracts during the season that's what the off season it, it's gonna hurt both parties involved yeah the, lo- the longer that they wait like it's it, it, essentially it's a waiting game who is it? They're, play, they're playing chicken. Who is going to flinch first? Because I again, I want to reiterate the point, Greg, that we do not have a first round pick next year. Hmm. So if this defense falls off a cliff without Brian Burns in a 3 4 defense, then yeah, I mean, you're not even able to recuperate a high draft pick next year. I guarantee you the Panthers are in a better position, whether it be Burns holding out or Burns getting traded, to cut off the arm to save the body than Burns is. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like, like it, it may be a bad situation, but would you though. cut off your arm to save your body, to save your life? And that's kind of what it is with Brian Burns right here. Like, it sucks. I want Brian Burns. Don't get me wrong. I want Brian Burns, and I want him to get paid. But I, I think he's asking for a lot to be get paid like – Bosa numbers because I just don't think he's at that level yet. I think they need so to meet him in the middle. There. What if they just what? say this? We offered you yes, twenty three. You want thirty? Let's give you twenty six million dollars and get this thing done. Twenty six million a year. I could live with and, that. Come and here that. is just make it up in different. You know, is the, the the other thing that's so fucking problematic about us trying to speculate on all of this is who really cares what the average per year is? That's not really how contracts work. It's about Hey, what can we do on the bottom line and the guaranteed money? What can we do in these other things that make that 23 average a year more? You know, because who cares if you average $30 million a year, but we could cut you in two years. That's not $30 million a year. 
you know? So like, I mean, really it always, always, always comes down to the guaranteed money. So, and, and then here's the thing is if the Panther, if Brian Burns, isn't, if his agent isn't willing to meet them in the middle, then you see that they are really playing hardball. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's yeah. what it actually, um, because if they offer you, they're not going to offer them the most in the first offer. Right. I, think, I mean, that yeah. would, that would, I think that would 25, be 26 un- is where they need to land. Yeah. yeah. And just get it. Just say, and if, if, if it's 27 million to get it done, then let's do it. But if he's not out there, we can't afford. And I think this is what Brian Burns is, does know here is that while he can't afford to sit out all season, he might be able to sit out week one and week two. And that could fuck the whole. Now, if he does that, does that, uh, what kind of problems does that create between him and the organization and him and the fans? If I Brian mean, Burns sits out, we, yeah. Does ones. your opinion of him change? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? 100%. I, I'm sorry, but it does. I mean, how Y'all can it really not? Feel I mean, like he's abandoning us for not taking less than he feels that he's worth, even if it's not highest paid. No, I think it's, it's, like, it's, it's the, the sitting out part. It's not the money part. It's just yeah, like, hey, we're not – I'm going to sit out the two most important weeks of the season. That's my well, concern is like if he – like, and we're already going to be at a disadvantage starting out the the year with a new coach, a new QB, a new defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, every possible thing that you can ask for to be needing to kind of get shushed out and to be a division, a divisional opponent, like we need that, you know, we need his production on the field. The difference here is like, I've, I think Greg or Greg and I are on the same page in this regard. Like the idea of holding out when you're already signed your contract and agreed to play is a weird one. Right. Um, like this, but you don't really different. get a choice as a rookie. You have to take that. Sure, but you you went into the league knowing that you were going to be getting paid that amount of money, and and like if you didn't like it, you didn't have to enter the draft. You didn't have to go to the NFL. You didn't have to do that, right? So I want Brian Burns to get paid, but not at the 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 expense of our team failing uh, to be able to actually produce at the beginning of the season. We know that the beginning of the season can be a pretty big impact on how the rest of the season goes. And if we start off on a 0-2 basis, like, and it's Brian Burns holding out, looks like it could have been the catalyst that changed that. I don't think that I don't think it's just the fans and the organization. Think about all those men in the locker room who have been working their ass off all offseason yeah, and who have showed up. The year of 20 C three. But they've all yes, come yes. out in favor and, of him being paid too. They well, have, and, but and not at the expense of their own success. Right. Yeah. All right. I agree with CK 100% here. I, I also want to add, I want to add to this. I'm sorry. And I don't care. I'm breaking this down to the bare bones and the bedrock of this argument. Anybody who turns down $25 million a year to play something because oh, it's God. not enough money for them, yeah. go screw yourself. I, sorry. Well, you know, go again, again, I think it's about 10%, 5%. The difference in making 10% or 5% on 20 million just, is a lot. Yeah. Can, we a also, lot yeah. can we also talk about something? We've made a lot of assumptions, too. There is not a single report that says that Brian Burns is not going to play, Ooh, even if he doesn't get paid. There were a couple of there uh, are things that are, are hinting at it. But, yeah, that they were saying they would not be surprised if he's not playing week one. Right. But that's what I'm saying is there isn't a single shred of this is uh, reporting saying that Brian Burns plans to hold out. It's people. I wouldn't be surprised 
like that's that's a, that's just an absolute misleading situation, right? If it'd be different if Brian Burns himself wasn't showing, like Brian Burns literally said in his uh, press conference that he he's there because he believes what they're building is bigger than him. Holy shit! What about this? This just blew my mind right here. Sideshow says, "Imagine if we go two and zero without Brian Burns." Yes, is that would be. Is there a risk for Brian Burns monetarily, or does that just go? Oh, we would be so much better with him. That would be crazy. I think the wild part about this for me is that now I'm revisiting the concept of should we have taken the deal from the Rams? Yeah, and that set is like, but. In retrospect, that was the right time to rebuild. Right. You know, if it's we- the exact right time to rebuild. You're firing your coach. I think, again, so many problems happened to us last year in that stupid, oh, we might back into the playoffs. That right. fucking yeah. made us delirious, dude. It made us like on some kind of drug or something. That we were like, all of a sudden last year mattered because we were going to back into the playoffs. We weren't going to fucking, we weren't really good anyway. So even if you just make it, it's like a token invitation. I would have almost just rather for last season to have been bad and to truly inherently do the rebuilds. And we have continued throughout all of this, even in the Matt Rule stuff, always been like, oh, we're better than we are. Oh, fuck it. We're not rebuilding. We're retooling. We're retooling. And having two first-round draft picks, then being able to trade for Bryce Young, so then you actually have – you didn't lose a first-round draft pick. We would have – DJ Moore. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but it's like, that's my question. Yeah, Do you we, still have DJ Moore if you, if you make that – if you make I that want, trade but- – Oh uh, no! Burns. They wanted you to still play have Bryce Young. I wanted, I wanted to lose every game in 2020 to get Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so I know the feeling of wanting to do a rebuild the proper way. The fact of the matter is, we were going to compete for the division. I feel like as a fan, if your team is in the running, you got to pull for your team to make the playoffs, no matter how meaningless it might be once you get to the playoffs. Uh, by the way, but we could have institutionally yeah. tanked. But go ahead, let's do this super chat. Right. Yeah, yeah, into, like uh, uh, yeah, D'Angelo, the legend with the five dollar love bomb, says Panther fans are such pocket watchers. Hence, Greg, this is a professional. This is professional football, not an everyday nine to five. This mm. man should get paid at least twenty seven million a year. Mm. And uh, uh, I, I, mean, I believe I believe that whenever we were talking about before. Co- Tony, didn't we say like 25, 26 was, was right at what we were comfortable with paying? That's pretty close to 27, I think. So I don't really know what. Well, I think he's saying this is that well, and, and I think they they do bring a fair point. If you would go back to what you said too last week about like comparing the how hard people work and, you know, this and that is that is it really is that there's only a certain finite amount of people that can actually do this. Brian Burns can go deliver mail. We can't go be defensive ends in the NFL. That's just, I, I agree. Physically I, I, impossible. I agree with that. So that creates an inherent value. And then you go to this. I, I would argue this though is, he might not, it might not be clear or as concrete that he deserved 27 million. Now, I think yeah. there could be, there are people that have been arguing. Pickle has been at the forefront of this debate on X right now about look, is that like, wow, the reason he get, is going to get that money is because of timing and leverage, not because of net of just actual production. 
And then I think there's other people to say, look, he's been consistently very good, and this is how it goes. So, look, the number's 252-228-5098. White Chocolate Espresso member for nine months, C3 Superfan for nine months. Don't forget, for just $1.99, you can become a C3 Superfan. And this year we're going to be – C3 Superfans are eligible for the Mega Mingo drawing each and every week. When we hit a Mingo – a mega mango. We're giving away a Jonathan Mango jersey. He says Bur- Bur- Burns will sign at zero hour. Papa Xanax and chill. Let's go to Anthony for part two of his call. I can hear G Baby's call, man. What's up, C3? I'm back. Quick part two. Uh, just wanted to say I'm happy people are finally, finally um, understand that Scott Fitter is an overrated GM, and this is literally a prime example. You know, bringing back players like Dante Jackson, Shaq Thompson, you know, after Rue was fired. But then, like, this Brian Burns thing, who, yeah, he's been the best player on our defense for sure. I'm just finally happy that people are understanding where I'm coming from from this man. Like, we can't let him walk. It's just ridiculous, man. Really. And I do want to get my week one thoughts real quick. Um, you know, this season, I'm just looking to see how Bryce Young develops from week to week, how the offensive line plays, how the defense looks in this 3-4. There's really not else much we can ask for, man. I mean, listen, I haven't been as high on these free agent signings and these weapons and stuff as other people have. And now you kind of see why. I mean, it we just don't have depth, and it's going to take some gelling, and that's okay. I just think everyone wants to win right now right now right now and like i get that this is a whole new regime and we're still dealing with the scraps from that rule like we can still win games 100 percent. it's just i don't know there's so much up in the air right now that we honestly have no idea about like it's crazy and i'm just going to say this this is going to piss a lot of people off but this is the prime example why i was kind of on the brian burns trade trade train last October because the Rams offered us a crazy package. I mean, a second pick 32, 36, which is basically four picks from the first round, almost a, almost three first round picks really for Brian Burns. Like, dude, if they suck this year and this Brian Burns thing turns out to go the wrong way, dude, we could have missed out on, we could have missed out on a potential Top five pick in 2024 and 2025. It's ridiculous, but Anthony from Charlotte, he motherfucking pounded boys. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank you, yes, Anthony. Sir. And, and that is now when we looking back, and that that's the one thing is you go back and wow, you, Cody, you said that. Um, why would you not cheer for it? But at the same time, is that we could cheer for the players on the field, but institutional tanking can happen, right? Oh Shedding yeah, money, I'm a firm believer in that. And we really have kind of middle-toed the line all along the way. When it was even when Matt Rule came in, it was like, let's get Teddy Bridgewater and make it a bridge. And then all of a sudden, ever we get we always taste a little bit of success in Carolina. And it's been so long since we've had real true success. And we think it's it's like fool's gold. It's a mirage. That three and no start with Sam Darnold. You're like, holy fuck, man, this is gonna be it. And then you're like, nope, wait till week six. Like Cody says, we'll know about this team. And it's like we've always kind of middle-toed the line of building a team. And 
if this doesn't work out right, in fact, if and it could work out and work out wrong, you could pay Brian Burns a shit ton of money and it not turn out to be the player. He could have an, you know, like it could go the wrong way and you get Brian Burns. It could go the wrong way. And you uh and you miss that opportunity with the Rams. Crazy to think how much they were offering. I can't believe I still want to know if that was actually true. And uh now that reporters Mike K is citing it and some things, I have to believe that the offer was real. I almost felt like it was like a leak from teams it to was. say, like, oh, we offered this because I think Green Bay was trying to trade too or whatever. But I do and believe I that the Rams the numbers. But but remember, the Rams have done this before. They traded away a bunch of picks. They believe yeah, they in don't a care. Fu- yeah, they they believe in in a window with which to be able to be the most competitive as possible. And so it doesn't surprise me that they were going to trade that much for Brian Burns. And by the way, the Rams are looking like they're going to be one of the worst teams in football this year. So you're talking about the Panthers. We could have, dude, right now we could have a a, a top five pick in the draft potentially going into next year. And now we don't, now we don't have that, man. I, I feel like the, that that Scott Fitterer had some grand master plan on when and how he would do this deal. And I think it blew up in his face. Mm. I, I think you very well could be right, Cody. I, and I agree with you. I think this should have been done way before now. Like we should be way past this point with Brian Burns right now, either have him signed or traded. I, I would hope signed. Um, but my question is, so what if Scott Fitterer does somehow end up trading Brian Burns and getting, two firsts and a second like we originally get next year we have a first round pick back two firsts in 2025 what are you guys going to say about scott fitterer then everybody who's been shitting on him what are you going to say about that i mean dude, i don't, I don't know, know. A, you know what is, is is um what i would think is it would take a lot for us it would take the time for it to work out for us to be happy because i think if we made that trade right now you go oh we don't really believe we're gonna be good this year and we have a lot yeah, of hope. See that it, it might be false hope. We might be it might be inflated hope at this point. But like the season, we don't want to squander the season now. Right. I well, think we could have accepted it. If we could, we could have accepted it last year. Right. I don't know. I just. Well, I don't. I can't see a team giving two first round picks for Brian Burns. I'm sorry. Oh. I just can't see. It. I wouldn't do it if I was a team. Well, we we have one in 2025, right? So we're just missing one in 2024. So what if we go 2-0, and Brian Burns sits out, we go 2-0. and This hypothetical, once again, I want to sign Brian Burns. I'm just putting things out there. Uh, we go 2-0, and and then we trade Brian Burns for a first-round pick next year of the Rams. Or to somebody that we're probably possibly get a high draft pick next year in the first round. What do you say then? Like, uh, I would I mean, just add. I would be sad. I would be sad, too, because I think Brian Burns needs to be a Panther. And I I would just say this is that I don't think that this team is out of it this year. Last year, I would have said I didn't believe in the coach. I didn't believe in the QB. We're out of it. Yeah. Maybe starting 2-0, I guess that adds a different caveat. By the way, keep in mind, that would have involved them trading away a total of three players, Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns, and DJ Moore. Dude, if that's not tanking, I don't know what is. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's like those are right. literally all still, of your marquee players. We still almost made the playoffs last year, man. I know you want to ignore that, that, but we did. We still almost made the playoffs. Right. So it's yeah, but right, tanky. But, 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 call it tanky but, but, if you want to. But Craig, like Tony said earlier, it's so hollow, though. You know that the division is. is terrible, and you know that once you do get into the playoffs, you're just gonna you get stand zero chances, and you know you're getting dirt stomped whenever you play San Fran. Like a real team. But you know what? But you know what? That championship banner hangs hangs in the stadium, and I still love it just as much. It looks. It's just like when I pick up a uh, strike on the left side. It's still a strike. I hear you, but by the way, I also seven eight in one year. I agree with uh, uh, Eric. But the $2 says if Scott doesn't get a first for Burns, fire him. I'm a firm believer that Fitter is on the hot seat, y'all. And then yeah. uh, White Chocolate Espresso says people sound like some moist boys. Oh, this, you know, shut up. You, you know, your team I don't is even just know what sorry. That yeah. Oh, and uh, also, also, like, this is says the most I... important member of our defense. Of course, we're going to worry about it and talk about it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next call. The number is 252-228-5098. 179 people watching. Smash the thumbs up button, please. Subscribe. And after the show, for the algorithm, leave a comment, and I'll reply to it with a short. That's the new thing that I'm going to be rocking now. Leave a comment to the show afterwards, and I will reply with your own individual short. Let's go to the next call. What's up, C3? Uh, this is Raleigh Cantor, aka Levi, calling in. No problem. Um, you know, I'm going to keep it brief tonight. I'm sure you guys are already chopping it up over the Brian Burns extension and, um, you know, just some, some last-minute head, headlines before we go into week one. But, you know, I'm going to just call in and um, just throw in some optimism in there, man. I, I feel like there's always something that we can find to be anxious about, whether it's the offensive line depth or – uh, most recently, you know, Brian Burns extension, but damn, man, I'm just excited to watch some football. I can't wait to watch Bryce Young. I feel good on this team, even if it doesn't all happen this year. I just feel like we took a step in the right direction. Um, and I'm just excited, man. I'm going to be rocking with y'all all season. Listen every Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And uh, I hope you guys have a great night, man. Peace. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. And, um, you know, I think this is <laughs> – it's wild. You know, I, I I think part of the reason that I couldn't uh, endorse like the Brian Burns last year or wrap my head around sending him away is because we didn't have a quarterback. But now I'm like, this yeah. is like, this is what happens when you're the look if you're the, the Kansas City Chiefs. There's nobody that's expendable except for Patrick Mahomes. And if Bryce Young turns out to be our Patrick Mahomes, um, what this, what somebody said in the chat was, it's so hard to find a top tier defensive end. It may be, but we have the ability to go look for one. You know, is that we need, we needed Brian Bird. I don't know. I'm not saying he's expendable now. That's not what I'm trying to say. I just feel like this is the optimum. We have the star. Yeah, we have the star to chart our course to, to chart our future to. So you're either part of it or you're not at this point. And it's the Bryce. Now we have to have Bryce Young pan out. Now I'm putting everything into that. And I'm just believing that at this point, but we made our move. We made our move for our quarterback. We have, and I've said it over and over for years on this show, walk being in a land without a quarterback is a land I don't want to live in. And for the people that didn't like Cam Newton and talked about all the negatives with Cam Newton, you just had the positives of Cam Newton though. 
That's the thing is like, is like, yeah, was Cam Newton flawed in certain ways where could he have been better in certain ways? Was he no, but you know what? He was fucking awesome in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. having that awesomeness yeah. is better than not having that awesomeness. Having a quarterback is better than not having a quarterback. And I would say right now, having Brian Burns is better than not having Brian Burns. Oh, for sure. For sure. And again, we've been to this thing where we made Cam Newton be the beginning, middle, and end of our team. Uh, the Cam, uh, the team went the way Cam went. We, yeah. have a nasty, we have a nasty history of doing this. It was the same thing with Christian McCaffrey for a time, too. The team went as McCaffrey went. So it's like I want to be able to put players around him. And, dude, listen, people can say that I'm wild about this. I don't even believe in the salary cap. I don't even believe in it, man. So many of these teams have found ways to skirt around it and make ways in and out of it. I love how this... I'm not worried about it, man. And what no about one this is like either. A... As soon as someone signs an extension, they restructure it. Yeah. You know, dude, it's like, it's oh, like, man, Aaron Rodgers paid all this money. It restructured. I saw another one. It's just like shit. they restructure every single contract. Uh, most recently was who I saw someone that would just sign one, and they have already started moving the bonuses around and things like that. Uh, let's go to the next call. Woo! This is Badger Pickle. Um, I guess my opinions about Brian Burns and his upcoming contract doesn't set well with some folks on Twitter. Well, too freaking bad. Um, I believe Brian Burns wants to be one, paid one of the highest. And um, since the highest guy currently makes $28 million, it's common sense to say that he wants to be paid maybe a little bit more than that if he could. So therefore it's 30 million. And, uh, that's called resetting the market. And a lot of folks, a lot of Panther fans, maybe not necessarily the ones that you guys are talking to today, but a great deal of them don't understand what resetting the market means. Maybe we should explain that. Maybe have an upcoming class on what resetting the market means. Um, there's a 50-50 chance he plays Sunday. Uh, I'm just going to tell you straight up, if he don't play, I don't think we're going to win. Do I want to give him $30 million? No, not really. I just think if you pay Brian Burns $30 million, you're going to hurt yourself in the long run on down the road. Uh, you know, we've done that before. We've given big contracts out to players and ended up hurting ourselves on down the road because of it and lost good, talented guys. Okay. And uh, that's why I say that because I've seen it before. Uh, you know, you, you take right now, you take the 49ers, have all that talent. Yeah, it, it took them to no damn Super Bowl. And to be honest with you, they're 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 they're, they're kind of in a bad cap way now, and they still have to figure out how to pay Nick Bosa. So you know, paying everybody the top value of every position ain't necessarily the answer. But keep pounding and go Tennessee Vols. All right, man. Oh, oh, Greg, I I got to definitely got it. Well, now I got a question before we go to something else, but I got a comment on this right here. Like I feel like pickle, I, I I agree with you and disagree with you on that because you kind of feel I feel like you contradicted yourself, especially closing saying 
you don't always pay somebody that's at the top position, the top money, which felt like the beginning of your argument was pay that because it's set in the market. Here, here's my thing, man. Like you set the market with a player who is top of the league. And while I love Brian Burns and I think he can get there, he has not got there yet. You don't reset the market with somebody like Brian Burns. And here's the thing everybody's got to understand, okay? The only reason that we reset the market or pay that much money is because we choose to do so. I guarantee you if the NFL decided to hold out to stop paying these players this much, the NFL would last longer than these players would. I guarantee it. We don't want to go down that road, but I guarantee you that's what happens. Okay? So, like, think about it. 20 years ago, we're paying players $500,000 a year. Now we're arguing when players don't get $100 million on their contract. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think we should pay Brian Burns a very good salary, 26 to 27 million, 25, 27 is, is my range, because he is a good player and can perform more. You can always renegotiate if he does better, but you have not played to be the number one defensive end or linebacker or whatever position you want to put him at in the NFL. You just have it. I'm sorry. I love Brian Burns. I want to buy a zero jersey. I want him to be a Panther, but you're not that guy right now. Be that guy. Then you have the leverage. Beyond that, the team has all the leverage. They don't have to sign you for nothing. <laughs> like you're under contract. They don't have to sign you. I'm, I'm tired of people saying that he has leverage. They don't because in the end, whoever has the final pin and writes, writes the check, has all the leverage. All right. What uh, Did you have a question before we move on to the next call? Uh, I did, but damn it. Now I can't remember what the question was because I got so fired up at the, at the thing right there. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, here, let's go to the next call. What's up, C3 Nation? It's, it's game week. Uh, yeah. yes, rookie quarterbacks are since 2002 was the last time a rookie quarterback had won their first game, and that was David Carr. Um, wow, 2002 is the last so time? Since then, starting quarterback, uh, rookie quarterbacks are 0-13 and 1. But yeah, that was the stat weekend, that I was looking for. You know, the, uh, in college, the, uh, the North Carolina teams won. Yeah, that North Carolina Duke team that whooped them Clemson taters ass. And my Gamecock got the ass with too. Maybe, maybe this uh, North Carolina team uh, good performance to keep going. Hey, it's game week. Let's go, football bitches. Hey, let's go. Hey, I'm even, I'm even gonna yeah. dismiss the fact that you uh, shit on my, on my Tigers. But <laughs> dude, listen, I, I'm happy that football is back, man. Yeah. And can I hate that we're dealing with this. Like, I, there's a part of me that even wishes that. Brian Burns would have just held out training camp too. So uh, like at least we yeah. knew what we were working with. You know, I, I think the fact that the Panthers, you know, passed up on the opportunity to trade them last year and Brian Burns was there all of training camp, both sides lured us into the sense of security that this wasn't going to be an issue. Right. And it is an issue. And that's what's so frustrating. I'm hit that I hit that with just now having to do with I think this. the good thing about him going to training camp just period for me is that I think the potential for injury is less than right. had he had missed that. Like so I think the potential for Nick Bosa to go out there 
and get injured is higher than it is for Brian Burns to go out there and get higher. And I know that like injuries happen. It could happen to anybody, but I think that fit that kind of football shape, there's a difference between weight room shape and uh, like the football shape. It's a different thing. So you've seen so much, how many times have you seen guys coming off of injuries who are in the best shape of their life and then immediately are nicked up Christian McCaffrey, being one of those people in the past. So I do like the idea of Brian Burns being, you know, showing he can stay healthy and, or, you know, being, I mean, that, that it was a risk in his own right. But if we do go out and pay him, the worst thing you would hate is for him to have to miss time because of like, oh, he's dealing with a groin injury or something like that. So I really hope that, you know, I think Wednesday, they, a lot of people, when is the, zero hour that Kev was talking about. Um, Shaq Thompson mentioned Wednesday. And I think Wednesdays begin the the real deep preparations for the Falcons, right? Because they're already doing walkthroughs to yesterday and today or practices. But I think you are you're getting in your routine of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, off that maybe off day on Saturday. You know, you're practicing your two minutes. Like there's so many things that are important in that succession of events. So is that zero hour Wednesday for you guys? Is it Thursday? Is it Friday? Is it Saturday? Uh, to me, it's Friday. Yeah. Then you're going into, you're going into the weekend. I mean, you're, you're, you're traveling on Saturday to go to Atlanta. So it's like, yeah, if, if we're, if we're still, if we don't have a contract heading into the weekend, yeah, dude, this season is not going to start off great. Well, can can I ask, like, I know that we always want to side with the players against the owners and everything else because not players you. deserve money. Well, no, 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 I mean, and, and I'm bringing <laughs> up a point about that. Like, if you're Brian Burns, like we talked about, where you've been in training camp, you've been in the pre, like, I didn't even play a preseason game, but you've been in practices and everything else, and you've led this team to believe that you're going to be there, and they've built around you as a, as a defensive guy, and then you hold out. Like, is that is that the ownership being assholes? Like, I agree mm. they should have paid him by now. But I mean, like, if you're saying, well, I'm going to hold out, then like, does some blame have to go to the player here? Well, I mean, you're, I think you're building that, a whole season around this player being there. Well, I think the PR, a lot of so much is important about how you look. Right. Um, right. And we've seen the power of that in the past where. Greg Olson and Thomas Davis could go to the fans directly and get more money. Basically they crowdsourced and crowd pressured their teams into reworking their deals. I think Brian Burns, at least we've been so complimentary of how he has played this to be the team guy. You wonder if you squander that cachet by sitting out, you know, I mean, yeah. as he has, and, and so that was something we asked a little bit earlier is how does that change the narrative of going? So I think for Nick Bosa, he was, he's able to do that because a, his name value, I think too, the market is different. The team they're used to, I think the Panther fan base, and maybe we're changing, maybe we're not, but I feel like fans have, we do pick favorites. And we we pick we we love the team guys we love these you know and I would say that I'd be interested to see what that does for his standing among fans if he was to sit out multiple weeks. Here's the thing that I think is is where if you want to kind of feel where Burns is coming from, 
you know, he's been here through training camp, like Greg said. He showed up. He's told them he wants to be there. And maybe he is. He had all intentions of doing so until the team potentially isn't showing enough interest in signing him to the deal that he finds himself to be most valuable at, right? So what I've learned, and this is something that, you know, is across the board, and it's an unfortunate reality of the world we live in. I'm a debt collector, as many of you guys know. Um, and I would love to tell you that if you call me up and you're the nicest person in the face of the planet, that I would give you the best deal possible because you're so nice. It's not how the world works. If you're not willing to fight, they're not going to give it to you. Yeah, It's just not going to happen. Same thing, and I'll give you an example. So somebody who's super nice calls me up. I want to I settle my debt 50% of the balance. Well, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Okay. They go get an attorney who's not going to play nice, and they get that 50% settlement. Right. It's, it's, it's the world we live in. It's again, it's yeah, you got to play hardball at some point. You, you have to. And that's where you kind of understand where Burns is coming from. Yeah. If again, this is a lot of big ifs. It's you know a lot what I mean? of this. Yes, it's a, a lot, lot of, of big ifs. We don't know that Brian Burns is holding out. Like there's a lot that's of people true. making assumptions about Brian Burns right now. And there's been no official statement on what he plans on doing come Sunday uh, afternoon. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of these people who are at this point, like dogging on him and saying that he's this bad person, like you're literally basing it off of one or two people's tweets, three or four different people's tweets that are saying they wouldn't be surprised. No, nobody would be surprised if he held out. Everybody'd be disappointed, but not a single person here yeah. would be surprised. And that reputation yeah. would be repaired as soon as he got one sack. And and look, you know, Chad like brings up anger. perfectly. Sorry, Chad brings up perfectly right here in the chat where it's like. I feel like something had to have changed very, very recently because you don't go into training camp with the Panthers like you are planning the game plan if you think that they're going to not give you something close to what you want. I'm sorry. It would have been a bigger deal earlier. What Chad's saying right there is is like you're not going to be this happy going into the season knowing you're not going to get what you want. Something as of late, like recently, has changed where I think they they may have been close to what he wanted and something happened where he he wants more now. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not. And once again, I want Brian Burns. I want this guy. Twenty seven million dollars. Give it to him. Yeah. You know. Um. But but I just I just think that there has to have been something I'm, that have changed recently. I'm with Cody. Is who really cares at yeah, this point? Is like is like is like you. It's like uh if you it's kind of when you're if you have to move right. and you're selling your house like you don't have the luxury of waiting, right? If you've got a timeline, so you got to just take the offer. Like we don't have the luxury of lowballing Brian Burns at this point. So just figure out a way to cut somebody in the future, skimp another player in the future and just eat the, eat it, eat the bad interest rate or whatever, because it's only just going to get worse. If things go, go on forward, let's go back to JJ. Hey guys, this is JJ. Enough of that saucy shit. All right. Um, Greg, Bryce will be the greatest and win rookie of the year. And Tony, um, please refer to Ohio State as Ohio State and not Ohio. That, like, I'm chill about everything, oh. but that actually drives me up a wall. No oh, lie. I say Ohio, <laughs> I don't who, say Ohio State. Uh, get off, get off your back for Derek Brown. Uh, JC Horn's way better than him. Uh, it is what it is. 
He's the second best player on that defense. Oh, shut up. Keep on it. And J.C. Horn is Keep not done. Derek Brown's done more for this defense than J.C. Horn has. I have a very interesting bet on the uh, Bryce Young Offensive Rookie of the Year thing going on here. It's going to be fun to see what happens this year. I I mean, I think there's a possibility for it to happen. I really do. I'm really expecting Bryce to have a great year. I am. But I think great year in my mind is different than what some of you guys. Is. Like this whole 5,000 yard shit or 440. Well, I think and he's two things be can be true. He, I, I, think those, I think those stats that they put up for Madden is like what I would set the line at if I was Vegas, yeah. which was 38. What was it? 3,800 yards. Uh, CK, yeah, uh, twenty three touchdowns, seven interceptions. Is that yeah. I think those are right around the mark we talked about. Is like if he goes over that, I could see it being a really great season. If he gets to four thousand yards, fucking that's going to be amazing. If he gets twenty five touchdowns, that's fucking amazing. I think twenty three is very very good, right? But if he's yeah. twenty five and seven, man, that's fucking incredible. It is. And two things can be true here, Tony. Like, you can have a great season and still not, still not win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Offensive Rookie of the yeah. Year. Yeah, I mean, because so. Bijan could go and have right. 15. Right. You know, or, just, yeah. there's other players out there, too. Well, and I think where we get mixed up with this, too, is the word expectations. It's not necessarily that, oh, we expect that he will have this amount of number of touchdowns and this amount of number of yards. It's that he, as a player, I believe, is capable of that. And it doesn't surprise me if he does have one of those high-end number type of years, you know, that. compared to other rookie quarterbacks. That's that's all I'm saying. I mean, I understand you set expectations. You're setting yourself up for failure, you know, especially when you don't know what kind of team you're going to have on both sides of the football. But, I wish right, but if, if you're going to say he's going to be. Picks, I wonder what prize picks has for him on the season. Yeah, well, they already do. They already have one for him for, for the season. Well, and that, that's a touchy subject too there, Cody, because like if they you're going to say that he's going to be great. Yeah, well, if you're going to say he's going to be great, then you have to have some kind of expectations. Well, you can't say Price he's going to be great, right now. but I have Price no expectations because then you're just, that's very hollow. Price well, picks 3,200 yards. Even you. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, so exactly, I do. So, so if you say he's going to be great, then you have expectations of him being great. No, I'm That's saying that he has the no. capability to be. He's saying a the great difference player. between what he expects and what he could see happening. So right. he want he could see a 4,500 yard season, which is ridiculous, right? But isn't or that he kind can, of just hedging your bets? Like, yeah, like, I what think do so you too. Expect is the like, question. What do you? Yeah, I, I get I'm, that I'm anybody can go out there on the more on his 3,200 yards, dude. I'm kind of oh, in I on the more too, than yeah. that. All right, let's go to the next call. I not no this is. How you doing? What's up, my sister? Uh, the show's going to be, uh, you know, Brian Burns, the Panthers, with his uh, sit-out-of-practice contract image David. You know, kind of sucks, shitty timing. Football's back. Everybody should be talking about, you know, the first game Sunday. Instead of talking about this fucking guy and his fucking contract. But, hey, okay, hopefully they can get something fucking done. I'm excited for football. But I don't want this some bitch sitting out game one with thin enough and edge rusher, especially with that pussy fucking Marquis Payne going, going on IR and shit. But anyway, hopefully they get a deal done and figure something the fuck out. Because if not, it's going to be a long fucking day for that defensive line, man. Tell you straight up. Anyway, boys, 
Good show. Keep pounding. Stay saucy. Man, thank you for the call, Muscles Marinara. I still dream about your subs. <laughs> uh, Monster Subs in Spartanburg. You guys got to check it out. And, uh, I mean, he's right. Is that that's And the thing that really hurts about so much of it is we saw how inept that defense was in the preseason without Brian Burns and Justin Houston. All we said was, oh, it's, gonna, it's not going to be that. It's going to be better than that. It's going to be better than that. And then you go against a team that really wants to run the ball against you. Um, it's going to be a tough outing for the Carolina Panthers, I think, defensively, just by, because um, they are able to manufacture those rushing yards. But, man, we really need them. That's it. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it, is that this team is not prepared to play this season. Hell, we don't even know how good we're going to be with Brian Burns yeah. on defense, let alone without him. So. Uh, it's just then, we all agree we'd rather have him than not. we got to yeah. have him. Let's go to the next call. What's going on, C3 family? D from Sanford. Shout out to Cody, Tony, the whole family. What up, D? That's out there, Panther Pickle. G, baby, all of you. I got nothing but love for y'all. Um, What I really wanted to come with y'all is like, oh, how I'm so overly excited about to get ready to get our hands on Desmond Ritter and Bijan and them with the Falcons. Yes, sir. I feel like we don't have a turn have like a turnover field game and penalties and so forth, we should be able to get that first win at six. Now that I got that out the way, we're going to keep pounding. I just really want to say with like this Brian Burns situation, I don't want to allow myself to overreact. I don't want to read into something that maybe there's nothing there. I don't think that really technically we're really worried about a holdout. I mean, he went all through training camp or whatever. So, if you know, they're saying the excuse that he's holding out not to get hurt before a deal, I don't buy that. Not one bit, because if that's the case, he had the whole training camp to doggone possibly have gotten hurt. So I won't run with that one in any form or fashion. I'm hearing a lot of people panicking, talking about we should have took the Rams picks and all that. Let's be quite honest. If Brian Burns did not want to be here, I do not feel like he would have been in training camp. I don't feel like he would have said what he said. Also, in the same breath, Brian Burns has never shown a lack of integrity, at least to this point, that we can't just sit there and think that he lied to us. I do feel like a deal will get done. I do do kind of find it suspect that we got to wait on Nick Bosa. We know how much we know what Brian Burns has worth to us, and I'm more than sure that Brian Burns knows what he's worth in this league. I understand you want to be paid fairly and even maybe possibly get overpaid or whatever. But really, we just got to go ahead and knock this thing down and go ahead and get it out the way. Now, I will say, if I'm wrong about all of this and he does not want to be here, then we need to get on the market and see what we can get. But we can't just take a desperate measure and go out there on the market trying to see what we can get and take a deal that's not good. Brian Burns has never shown me anything so far to make me feel that he's not going to be a Carolina Panther. Scott Fitterer and crew have never said anything to make me think that they weren't going to facilitate whatever they had to facilitate to get Brian Burns his money and for us to be fine. We got Sunday coming up. I feel, in my heart of hearts, Brian Burns will play New Deal or No Deal. 
There could be something else going on. I don't know. But all I want to say to you boys is... Hold on, he's got the last little bit here. What up, family? This is D from Sanford. I just want to say, don't worry. I had got cut off, but do not worry. We will be all right. Let's all get right. ready for Sunday afternoon. Let's get excited, baby. Keep pounding. Keep that's pounding. the night for me right there. Oh, I love it. Hey, man, uh, that calming presence to say, hey, everybody, take a deep breath. Calm down. To be fair, White Chocolate did say it first, but I'm going to give the credit to D. Yeah. Because it's more fun to do. I think the other thing is uh, what, what I'm actually just made me think of is how much does waiting on Nick Bosa really help him? Because if Nick gets 30, you go, well, you're not Nick Bosa. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I wonder, it's almost the allure of what Nick Bosa is going to get almost helps you rather than what he actually gets. Because what if he signs for 28? Yeah. You know? Um, so, here, let's go to the next call. Football's Tony back, terrific. Baby. Call Tony back. the clever, the bald and beautiful CK, and the bat daddy brilliant boy toy. It's game on this year. Gentlemen, I'm curious to get your predictions and check your football acuity and your forecasting prowess. So, gentlemen, I want to hear from each of you. What do you predict the Carolina Panthers will do for wins and losses this season? And what's going to be the biggest surprise and your biggest wish? So I'll start off. I say the Carolina Panthers go 6-11 and 11 this season. Damn. And biggest surprise, Scott Fitterer gets fired. My biggest wish that David Tepper realizes he's an incompetent owner, jackass douchebag, and that nobody likes him, and then he sells the team and goes away. <laughs> so, gentlemen, give me your forecast. Bye-bye. Boy. Yeah, so y'all y'all ready to do this? Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. yeah, so what is it? It's it's prediction and then biggest wish. Biggest um surprise and then your wish, one okay. wish for the season. Good. Biggest surprise, one wish, and prediction for the uh, panel. Okay, y'all oh, go ahead. I'll bring back our this. picks too. So we're gonna have to keep up with this do a better job. Oh, we gotta do that tonight then. Yeah, we let's do it all tonight. right now. We'll do oh, it. We yeah. do, okay. we'll do the okay. season yeah. forecast. Yeah, I got mine down. Um, all right, so are we going game by game? We're just giving a total. No, no, just total. Just okay. total. And by the way, let me just get this out of the way. Dollar ninety nine for Mike Chocolate says I'm the one who'll be there week one, so I'm the one who should be worried. Eric says uh, for five dollars if Scott doesn't get a first for Burns or sign him. I hope he gets diarrhea. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, food poisoning is the worst. That's surprisingly so, uh, a lot better than what other people might wish of him. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm That's ready one for of those thing. things too, where it's uh, like you know what, it's just an uncomfortable day. You're not wishing the their kid to you know something happen. It's like you can handle that. It's like uh, I hope yeah, and just about the shits. Yeah, yeah, you'll be all right. All right, season yeah, total. Uh, what you got, Greg? Uh, you know what? I'm going totally on the fact that I'm on the Bryce Young train now, and I'm okay. listening to what everybody says. We're going ten and seven. Wins. I need three more wins than I had last year with the. You're going team. ten and seven. Ten and seven. And you've been baby. talking all this shit, and you're going ten and seven. I'm on the Bryce Young train, man. Bryce okay. Young does no wrong, and I was told he was better than anything okay. ever before. Well, no, we have a better you really team. This believe year. it. There's you no really reason we shouldn't it? have ten wins. We had seven last year. Okay, should have none. Right. So what, what, what else you got? Uh, uh, yeah, big, biggest surprise is going to be Hayden Hurst will be a top three tight end in the league this year. Woo! I think that any, I think that he is the shredder. That's my nickname for him. And I think that uh, he's a fellow ginger. So I love that beautiful red beard. And um, I think that any rookie quarterback or any quarterback who has had success, like huge success in the league, 
has had a solid tight end. Think about what, it. What's your Everyone's wish? Everyone's had a maybe other than Josh Allen had a solid tight end. I think Hayden Hurst is going to do it this year. And my biggest wish is that uh, you know, I guess we win the division. Okay, division winner. So all right. playoffs, I mean, cook, all right, CK, what do you got? All right, so I was going to say 10 and 7 before uh, Greg actually said 10 Now you got to go 11 and 6. Now, now I'm going to stick with 10 and 7. Um, okay. And uh, my biggest surprise is going to be uh, Brian Burns gets his deal done and he sets the franchise record for single season sacks in this Ooh. season. Um, and my biggest wish is that uh, TMJ decides to actually show up and become a number one wide receiver for this team. Okay. okay. That is a big wish. Okay. All right. Um I'm gonna I'll go next. Uh I think we go I think we get eight wins. So I think the Panthers, what does that make us? Eight and nine? Eight and nine. Yeah. Eight and nine. Um I think what was the next one? Surprise? Yeah, biggest surprise that you I expect. think uh Jonathan Mingo is the most successful uh of the rookie receivers this oh, year. Okay. Um, uh, so that gets what is that? JSN, Jordan um, Addison, Zay Flowers. I Zay think Flowers, uh, Mango yeah. has the most productive year out of all the rookies. And my wish is to, um, my wish would be to who don't we don't who do we got? We play the Cowboys, Ugh, winning the beating the Cowboys would be a good wish. I want to sweep, <laughs> I want to sweep the Falcons. That's my wish. Sweeping the Falcons is my wish. All right. I like that. All right, man. Look at me having to be the voice of reason for once on this thing, huh? <laughs> uh, I am going to say we're going nine and eight. So normally I'd be a little bit above. Yeah, we're all pretty we're close. Yeah, we're, yeah pretty we're, close. We're, we're pretty close. I think nine wins uh, is probably about what we're looking at right now. Uh, I've I believe that J.C. Horn is going to prove himself to finally be that shut-down corner all season that we've all been believing him to be. And I'm going to do a little take on Tony Dunn's. I want to sweep New Orleans again for the second year in a row. I want us to be 4-0 and against the Saints in two years. That would be awesome. All right, good stuff. Let's go to the next call. Yo, C3, calling in. Just to say that it's finally over. The off season, the downtime is over. And first things first, I want to give a shout out to all y'all for making the off season enjoyable and bearable for all of us Panthers fans. I don't know how you guys do it every week. <laughs> Well, this obviously has been different, been quite a bit to talk about, but even when there isn't, you guys just make it entertaining and make the best of it and make it worth coming back to listen to week after week. And I appreciate y'all for that. Um, But the main point of the call is just to say that it's over. I'm excited it's over. No matter what the views and opinions were throughout the off season, we're gonna the ball don't lie. We're gonna find out Sunday. And guess what? One player, one player, if one player matters, we're fucked anyway. It don't matter. The only one player that matters is our new quarterback. Ooh. All right. Brian Burns shows up, doesn't show up, whatever. And that's I the like message that. old Shaq Thompson should be preaching. Not he better be there. Not, no, 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 no. 
It don't matter. Oh, man. Sunday, we we're play playing. That, we're playing the then. game Sunday. We got the Dirty Birds. Week one. One player is there. One player is not there. We got a game to fucking play. We got a game to win. And guess what? We're going to fucking win it. And we're going to win it in style. And I believe yeah. that. So let's go. It's over. Week one is upon us. Keep pounding, boys. Man, talk about Eat. that. Now that it. might be the call of the night. I, I love it. One. Um, one, I want us to do this. Is this a great segue to we made our season picks. Let's go bring, Go ahead and bring back our weekly picks. Um, I'm picking a win. I'm here. I want us to start big with a win on the road. Um, I, While I know that the Falcons have the continuity of having their coaching staff there. Um, I, you know, I don't feel like they necessarily have an advantage at the quarterback position. So I'm going to say this is Bryce Young's the better quarterback on Sunday out of the two quarterbacks of Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young. And we pull out the victory. Now I think this is that even if we don't pull out the victory, you know, right now they have to beat us by more than three. So this game, if this game comes down to a field well, goal, then to win uh, the you, spread, yeah, you win money, yeah, you win yeah. money. But I'm picking a win on the road against the Falcons. CK, who you got this week? Um, I got a win on the road. I think uh, uh, just as much as we're concerned about our new QB, um, I think the Desmond Ritter experiment is going to be a massive failure um, for the Falcons, and uh, we're going to. Uh, be, do we want to do scores all together? Or? Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I, all right. Um, yeah, I'm I down. Ex- let's do it. I'm writing it all down. So yeah. Yeah, let's do it. We need to make this a week, a thing every Tuesday. Are we doing the whole division right now? Um. Mm. Yeah. Why not? I mean, dude, instead we might as well. Yo, but yeah. Football is back, division. boys. I'm gonna keep football up with this year. Back. We're gonna we have need a competition. To be back in the swing. It, it's yeah. that time. I man. mean, if we go three hours in the off season, we can only go six hours in the regular season. <laughs> do we want to? How do we want to do this? Do we want to? Uh, do we want to make our picks based on the spread? That's what we need to do. Every, every week, I'll, yeah, I'll keep track of. Uh, we'll keep uh, track of who wins in all the NFC South games, and we'll keep a record of. Uh, of um, win loss, and then as far as points go, we can have a whole separate bracket for that. Okay. Okay. So here we got is this. Let me just write this down real quick. So Tony, I said we were for the season. We said nine. I said uh, eight and nine. Matt MFJ uh, also put well, our numbers in. Yes. So um, you said you're, eight, you're eight. You're eight and nine. I'm Atlanta nine over and Carolina. eight. Odie is nine and, and eight. eight. CK is ten and seven. Hang so on. is Greg. Oh, that's so fast. And Cody's nine and eight. Yep. And CK and then you and seven. CK and are ten seven. and seven. All right. Now uh let's do this. So now what we'll do is we'll go Tony. So you have Atlanta over Carolina. What's the score, Tony? Um, I think Carolina, I'm picking Carolina to win. Oh, are you? Um, okay. Carolina. Carolina to win, and I pick. I think this is a higher scoring game. I feel like uh, it's going to be something to the effect of thirty-one twenty-seven Panthers. Hmm. What? Yeah, what? What I'll do is I'll I do the, the win loss. Panthers having to win by just by keeping the opponent to uh, under twenty is done. Yeah, I'll do the win loss. As our as our like who wins the whole thing, and if there's a tie, I'll use the differential and score. So I'll keep track, track of that too. Um, so. 
Let's see. CK, what do you, you got? Carolina winning? Yeah, I got Carolina winning. All right. Score? Okay. Um, I think Carolina wins uh, 28-14. Wow. The blowout. Like okay. it. Um, Cody? I'm going to say Carolina wins 27-24. to 24 and Greg. I'm going to say Carolina wins and I'm going to call it 17 to 14. Can you tell I'm trying to be much more reasonable on my picks and predictions this year? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Okay. Yeah. okay. So then oh, uh, who do we got next is who else is who else in the division is playing this? So week? Uh, Saints are playing who? There's only two more games now. Yeah. Yeah. Let me Saints. see. Saints are playing our opening. You don't need scores uh, for those games, right? The, the tiebreaker score just. No, we don't. Now we don't. We don't win loss for those. Just predict the okay. okay. It would be they play the Titans. Who does? I'm yeah. picking the Titans, dude. I'm picking the Titans to win. I'm over I'm, New Orleans. Yeah. I okay. am. I'm picking New Orleans over the Titans. Okay. I'm picking. Uh, I'm picking the Titans over New Orleans. They've got DeAndre Hopkins. They've got uh, some uh, pieces added to that uh, that team in the in Tennessee. I think no uh, Alvin with, Kamara. Uh, no, no Alvin Kamara, and True. and uh, Vrabel is a way better coach than Dennis Allen, and it's not even in the True. same stratosphere. The guy that does the play by play for the Titans came on Pirate Radio. They're big fans of him. And his calls, and uh, he came on. He he said that Vrabel's a top five coach. And then I mean, funny. dude, they've Vrabel's been in the play. Player. They've been in the. He's been in the playoffs more years than he hasn't. I mean, they've been in the playoffs almost every year. So yeah, Vrabel's a he's a culture builder. All right, Greg, you got the. Too. I got the uh, Titans as well. Wow, man, this is a Panthers podcast. I love. Am I it. the only one that? Went yeah, I just don't believe in the Saints. I, I, I just don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, me I don't either. Me either. But I've been for, forecasting their demise for a long time, mm-hmm. and I've, I've been a little too quick to say their defense has gotten old. But uh, let's see. Part, schedule. part of this? me also wants the Panthers and the Saints to be one and one going into that Monday night football matchup, too. Um, I'm taking oh, the Vikings over the Vikings at home um, over the Bucks. And one o'clock, Kirk Cousins, yeah. undefeated. Yeah, easy. Minnesota. Um, okay, so Minnesota anybody Minnesota. picking the Bucks? No. no. Okay. Not with Baker Mayfield at the helm. Hell All right. no. All right. Ooh, I remember Picks my question from earlier. Is it more important to win your home opener or your opening game? Mm. Mm. I think week one sets a good tone. Okay. Because I, I I do believe that what you do in week one sets the tone for the season. I think that if Carolina would have beaten uh, Denver that year after the Super Bowl, oh, I agree. Our season would have been a different. different season. Greg, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, so. I'm gonna say home opener, defender dirt. When you I mean, we're, we're you talking mean to about be at home. Okay, so okay, you're, I'm sorry, you're saying home opener. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. Home opener and the opening game, I would say home opener because you know I we agree. talk about the Panthers wanting to have a a nice home field atmosphere and presence. Mm-hmm. You don't do that unless you win in the bank. So yeah, I would. I, I want the Panthers. I want it to mean something more playing here in Charlotte. All right, let's finish out some of these calls. We got a few more to go. 
What's up, C3? Okay, quick call, and I know I've called, and this is not going to be my third call tonight, but bam, Tony alluded to everything I've been saying, boys. This goes back to the Rams trade. When you already traded McCaffrey and you got that offer from the Rams, you still didn't know which direction you were going to go in, which is the problem with our organization Like at that time. It's like, dude, you can institutionally tank when you trade all your best players. That's what the Cardinals are doing. They're not actually, they don't actually have a decent enough squad to win, to like win games. They're just institutionally tanking because Kyler's Kyler's out and they literally have the worst roster in the league. That was my whole point. You could have naturally got Bryce Young and kept DJ Moore, but no, that's not what we did. I'm not saying I'm upset now because we got the quarterback I wanted, but this, this goes back, this goes back to the whole Brian Burns thing, man. It's like, man, this team needs to just rebuild and never look back again. Just rebuild and build up the team. Since you didn't want to do it last November, this is what they have to do now. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding, boys. Keep pounding. I mean, listen, man, as a fan, I understand that. But the team, the the coaches and the players are going to go out there to win every single time. And I think Federer did kind of try to tank by giving away uh, McCaffrey to try and get some some more value. But I, I hear you, man. I've been a long believer that tanking doesn't happen on the football field. It happens in the front office. Yeah. All right. Next call. Hey, it's White Charlie Espresso. I want to get my thoughts on this issue. I know it's been weighing on people's minds, and that's pretty much what we're all talking about. And the answer is yes. Fabo Sweeney is an overrated head coach. <laughs> Clemson sucks. Just, just, let's just get out the way. All right, it's done. All right, those are my thoughts. Peace. Yeah, right. shut the Call hell. the night. Give the applause. Ah, this is JJ, and this should make me mad. This just makes me so mad. I can't even lie. This just irritates the hell out of me. With this, what did I do? Job Scott Fitter has done. All right. First of all, I want to go back to around July, the beginning of July, when Cody on the free throw said everyone share uh, your unpopular opinion about the Panthers this season. And I said we should give the Bears a top five pick and listed so many reasons of like us not adapting to this team, these receivers is garbage, Corvette getting injured. Icky getting a sophomore slump, fucking rookie quarterback, new head coach, all this bullshit, all these eggs in the mystery basket. And then I got shit on for that. And it's crazy how three weeks into the preseason, it's the same fucking shit we talking about. And then I come on the podcast and I hear y'all still capping for these wide receivers, bro. They are not talented. They're garbage, bro. Oh, my God. Bryce defenders are having a totally different narrative right before the season starts. They did all preseason. He averaged 40 yards a game last year in the most games he's played in the season in the past four years. Oh, I cannot wait for this season. typically had his worst season. How the fuck do you have the less less yards when you played four more games than the year before? Bro, how do you have less touchdowns? Oh, I know. Because you decline. Well, and he's our number one. He's our number one on this team. Well, Ohio State has better wide receivers than the Panthers. 
And I'm dead serious on that. Bro, <laughs> this team so lacks up. talent. It, it really does. Like, Brian Burns and J.C. Horn are the only top 10 at their position. Maybe you want to say Derek Brown is top right at 10 at defensive tackle. But outside of that, bro, Icky and Bryce Young are the only real young potential stars on offense. And everything else is just a fucking toss-up of some average. Some fucking mediocrity. It's like everyone's like, but we want I seven knew Bryce Young fans were going to do this. Maybe. I knew they were right for week one. Oh, I knew they were going to do it. The 17 we started as, and we just overachieved in the last eight games by winning five of them. Maybe it's just the reverse of what we were in 2018 and 19 when we started high and cooled off in the end. JJ, but like coming in hot. overachieving in the end of last year just never came across the people's eyes, I guess. And it's just like, yeah, we got a quarterback, but we declined in so many other ways. Getting JJ saying that the team's full of a bunch of... Where where do we decline in other ways, JJ? I want to know, because everybody this whole podcast and this whole offseason... Bunch of bums has out been there. saying we have not declined. We have a better overall wide receiving court than last year. We have better JJ hasn't been than last saying year. that. JJ we have a better linebacker court than last year. No, I don't want to hear it, man. Everybody up until now, and I knew Bryce Young fans and people that had Bryce Young all over their shit were going to say this right before the season starts. Well, don't forget, our team sucks. But up till this point, it, that wasn't the case. To be fair. It's just, it's just hilarious. No. Okay. To be, no, Greg, to be fair, JJ and Anthony – have been talking and gang of shit about our wide receivers for a while now. For like a long time. Like they, wide, they've been the two biggest antagonists. Is our wide receiver core better than last year? I would say yes. I think so. Is our wide receiver core better yes. than better I than the so. wide receiver core they that Bryce Young so. had in Alabama? I think there's who Well, I don't know. I don't even really know who I, he that's had all I want to know. I don't if know. the answer I don't to both those is yes, then I don't care. But there were a bunch of college care. players anyway, and we have some NFL veterans. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think yeah. our I think our wide well, receiver group excuse, is better. Greg, so. If you played NFL ball, then you're more tenured in playing pro ball than college football yeah, that players that might never make the Alabama had a like better wide receiving core than the Panthers. That would be maybe I mean if they had if they had like a Another Julio Jones or a Calvin Ridley, then maybe it'd be different. But they they didn't. They had a a bad receiving core for Alabama football team for their standards. He has a better receiving core this year, which is fine. I I I disagree with JJ about the wide receiver group, but I do think there might be something to the story about us not being as talented as we think we are. You know, across the board, right as a whole team. We'll have to see. I don't know. I think that the team has looked to have to incrementally improved at most position groups, and then has dramatically improved at wide at uh yeah. at quarterback. Hey, uh, Tony, let me uh, look, we'll finish the calls, but let me play. Let me uh, uh, bring up this last slide, and then we can be done with the slideshow for tonight. So, uh, basically, the Panthers, because of this Brian Burns situation. They have worked out a bunch of other players at outside linebacker. Uh, this includes Ben Bono, Ben Bonogu, DiCaprio Boodle, uh, Anthony Cook, Michael Dogby, Michael Jones, Ryan Collum, Desmond Patton, Makai Polk, Quincy Roche, Lasita Smith, and Bedera Tarot. 
basically a bunch of who the fuck I've is never that heard guy? of any of these yeah guys. never I mean the only name I know is Ben Benogu I was a fan of him coming out of TCU but then dude you can't make this up the first comment under the tweet is DiCaprio Brutal he says you spell my name wrong every time sir it's DiCaprio Brutal and Aaron Wilson wrote DiCaprio and I just thought that was hilarious. I think he's, he's got to do it on purpose. The crappy booty is what he should call him. The crappy booty. <laughs> That's what I would call him. All right, let's go All to right, the next call. Calls. Hey, C3. is JJ calling back. Uh, I'm going to continue with what, what I was talking about with these weapons. And I wanted to say how we, we downgraded. We downgraded from last year. I don't know how people keep rolling over this. At the beginning of last year, we went from DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Terrence Marshall at receivers with LaVisca Chanel. And we also had McCaffrey. And now we went to Adam Thielen, DJ Charles, and fucking Miles Sanders. You can't convince me that adding Hayden Hurst, whose career high is like 500-some yards, and like what? Six touchdowns one year, like, and those are career high from different fucking years. All right, his, his Hayden Hurst and like a rookie Jonathan Mingo aren't making up from the differences of DJ Moore and Christian fucking McCaffrey. Uh, we actually ran for more yards after we got rid of Christian McCaffrey last year and went on winning streak after Christian McCaffrey was right. gone. I love, I love the guy, Robbie's but uh, we did play better after he was gone so that's a right there kills that argument and i don't have the stats with me right now i have to look at them i want to see what dj moore robbie anderson and tmj got compared to adam thielen and dj shark just those two and i'm I'm willing to bet it's pretty close i tell you one thing i'm just so not willing to shed tears over a running back dude I'm just yeah, not. I, I don't Miles care. Is I think Miles is going to be good. We yeah. Bro, to, to that point, even DJ Moore, I'm not denying the talent of these players, but I think wide receivers and running backs are far more replaceable than high-level defensive yeah. players at, at outside linebacker or edge or corner. Yes, there's, a, yeah. there's, there's an argument to be made that uh, a good quarterback will make a bad wide receiver look good. Better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, so, nice. I mean, we saw that with, uh, you know, potentially you look at Ted Ginn with uh, Cam Newton. I mean, uh, there's there's probably a history. I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, how many times he took Brandon LaFell and made him look like he was a superstar, right? Yeah, I, like, I mean, I, this it, isn't, I don't think it's rocket science in that respect, but I also don't think that looking at our wide receiver core that I feel like, I just I, I don't think it's, it's a big downgrade. I think if anything, you could argue it's lateral. Yeah, I think I think that would be more along the lines of a reasonable uh, response to what our wide receiver core is. I think most people are just a little bit panicked right now, just based on the fact that DJ Chark has been heard. Um, yeah, and he's you know TMJ already been heard. We saw uh, we saw Adam Thielen get hurt on on that uh, preseason play, even though he came back in. I mean, there's. There's uh, there's a history of these guys getting hurt and uh, and there's I think a fear involved with that uh, with these guys and since they haven't consistently been able to be out on the field um, in the past two years 
I think there's going to be some fear involved. I think involved Thielen's going to surprise some people. I think Thielen's going to put up good numbers this year. I think I Thielen mean, might put I, up great numbers this year. I think it's like he's just going to go out there and just win on possession after possession. Can you tell me, I mean, and, and, and Cody, you might be able to you know answer this. This is my belief. Mm-hmm. When you have a cerebral quarterback like uh, like Bryce Young, route running is so much more important than all the other athletic pieces oh, of this, yeah. right? Because he knows that Adam Thielen's going to be making that break right when he makes that break. Yes. That's going to allow for that connection to be a lot more lucrative than somebody who's just able to burn it down the field, right? Absolutely. And I'm not saying that's not valuable, but I do believe that Adam Thielen, what he brings to the table is the most precise route running of anybody on this squad right now. Yes. That He's veteran, been the most productive that, dude in the that, preseason. Yeah, that veteran. Pre- I mean, it's not a surprise that his first touchdown was to Adam Thielen on a play where Bryce was throwing the ball before Adam even got out of his break. And, you know, for a quarterback that doesn't have the biggest arm, doesn't have the greatest mobility, doesn't have the greatest size, for Bryce, timing and anticipation is everything. The more that he's able to get on rhythm with his receivers and knowing when and how they run their routes, dude, that's what made Tom Brady so good for so long. He was just on time and on rhythm with the members of his uh, receiving core. And this is Bryce, interesting. for Bryce, that's going to be very important. And Adam Thielen is by far his biggest uh, asset in that regard. Michael Platt says this. He says, I'm a Bears fan, so I've seen Thielen very closely. He trash. Oh, that sounds like I a think butthurt well, comment. Well, what is interesting is that Thielen has a lot of enemies out there. I was oh, so, yeah. I'm surprised by this. Like I'm up. I, I don't, I didn't well, get it. I don't. You've been like, doing the NFC North dirty for years. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember that, that year when he first came on the scene, like, uh, you know, with, uh, with a nobody Stephon quarterback Diggs. in case, Ken- case Keenum, yeah, yeah. uh, he was, he was putting up numbers that were breaking records for like consecutive or 100 yard games. Oh, and that's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, like, like hey. the dude's not trash. You can't say he's trash. You can you can maybe make an argument that he's getting older, but there's nobody in their right mind that's going to look at what Adam Thielen has done in the NFL and say they're trash. Yeah. Anybody other than somebody who's a rival of a team he played for for the longest mm-hmm. time. And and I want to add too with the whole the caller and the point about Christian McCaffrey, we got rid of him early, and look at we got we got uh, Miles Sanders in return. Guess what? Miles Sanders had a better year last year than Christian McCaffrey. Wow. He had more yards on fifteen more rushes. So he had fifteen more rushes and a and two hundred oh, more yards. The best offensive he, line in the league. Well, it doesn't matter though. He still had a better season than Christian McCaffrey. So like when you say that we've downgraded, like the stats don't show that. The stats like show that this Christian great. McCaffrey played for a a great team. Let's put up Alex. Team. Let's put up Alex Delgado's comment right here. He says here. I, uh, he said, Greg is right. DJ and Robbie had 83 catches, 1,170 yards, and eight touchdowns. Thielen Shark had 100 catches, 1,285 yards, and nine touchdowns. And I didn't even look those up. And by the yeah. way, by the way, Michael Platt, yeah, uh, Thielen did not get replaced by a, a, a rookie Rod, Rod. I'm assuming you're talking about Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin or, Jefferson replaced no. Stephon Diggs. That was not a replacement no, of Adam Thielen. I don't know. Um, 
I don't know if they got another guy in there. Oh no, they went and drafted a guy. I You're think right. that's what he's talking yeah. about. Is that oh, he's they, not Jordan about Jordan, Addison. Jordan Addison? Yeah, I think he's talking uh, about okay, Jordan Addison. Addison. Jordan Addison's gonna be. So he really says he got re- too, Michael like Platt that. said he got replaced by a rookie wide receiver. Y'all claiming he's a number one option? Come on. No, I don't know if he is a number. I wouldn't say I call him a. By I don't think any means that we're advocating that he's a true number one. Well, most the people don't. Most people in the media are saying that Adam is Bryce's number one. Well, that's because, I mean, that's de facto. We we have a bunch of number twos, Michael Platt. That's what we would say is we have like, is is we have number two wide receivers. I don't think anybody expects Adam Thielen to come in and be a true number one, as in what, what we would classify as a Cooper Cup to a Jamar Chase to a Tyreek Hill type number one. He would, I would argue though, he's our number one at this point because he's the most experienced seasoned receiver, uh, the most available right now. I think DJ Shark is actually our number one wide out if he's healthy. That's how it was in training camp. That was the number. We look at Adam Thielen being a possession receiver for us, but that might be the type of receiver that just puts up a lot of big numbers in this type of offense with a Bryce young Right, is not a lot of after the catch yards or anything like that. It's just like, Hey, he's going to run eight yards and get, he's going to be at the sticks right on time and you're going to get a first down. So I think that, um, and I mean, but the idea is that he was aging and uh, the Minnesota Vikings have to pay Justin Jefferson. So right. it was time for him to move on. Um, and but he did put some um, he did put some stuff out there. Look at this. Michael Thanks. Platt, the Bears fan coming in. He's saying this. I'll say this, y'all. Thank you, by the way, for the super chat for dollar ninety nine love bomb here. He says, I'll say this. Y'all are putting a lot on a rookie QB. I agree. I agree. And you I don't know, know how we could have done better, what, though. What did, what did, no, yeah, like, dude, what I have a problem. We, with, we may not have, yeah, but they I, have to, a, yeah. I have a problem with this. What is a lot? What is a lot? Like, I mean, again, we know that we were picking in the top 10. So even though we almost won the division, we weren't one of the best teams. We traded up. We've all felt like we have a pretty decent offensive line based on what we were able to do last year. You go out and get a bunch of wide receivers that do have the ability to take the top off, like a DJ Chark. You already have Terrence Marshall Jr. I know that I name means nothing Mingo to Michael Platt. Was yeah, Jonathan Imagine Mingo. Imagine if you wouldn't have gotten Mingo, what this offense And that's a name that we're not saying enough. I mean, yeah. that, he might be the number one wide receiver You're right. before all is said and done. You're right. I mean, him, him being I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot on any rookie, but I don't think that the Panthers um, – it's not like what they did with Cam, which was like, good luck, Cam. Here's Ted right. Ginn Jr. Right. I think this is arguable. I think that yeah, whether or not we think these players are good or not, I'm not sure. But like, what would have been the acquisitions that they would have had to have done to make it easier on him? Maybe he's putting that like losing DJ Moore. I mean, look, we love DJ Moore. He's a good player. Um, he's going to be the type of player that Justin Fields needs. Right. Um, but that, I had a Bears fan come up. You guys are walking in the desert of wide receivers. Right. You guys are walking in the desert of wide receivers. And he, so I had a Bears fan come up to me and say, thanks for the great wide receiver. And he goes, man, first catch and took it to the house. And I was like, 
man, if you would have just seen, like, that's all DJ does is catch them wide receiver screens and go hard yeah. after it. Like, that's, I mean, it, it wasn't like him and Fields connected down the field. He's coming right. back for more. Michael Platt says we should have traded Burns instead of more. Uh, no. I, I disagree. I, I think it's harder to replace Brian Burns than it is DJ Mike, Moore. Mike, yeah. I, I really appreciate your patronage, but you're, you're 0 for 2 right now. Brian Burns is so much more valuable to this team than DJ Moore. Hey, say what you want about the quarterback position. DJ well, Moore never had over what four, five touchdowns. Yeah, never like, had. Again, let's, yeah. let's see what Brian Burns' ranking as linebacker as opposed to DJ Moore's ranking as quarterback and their careers have been. That's hey, even if you rank them, even if you rank them amongst each other, it doesn't make DJ Moore more important to the overall offense. DJ Moore's Burns position is defense. dependent on having a good quarterback. Brian Burns is not. Um, all right. So Justin Long said, "What are the expectations?" That's why we, it's more important. We did this earlier, but to give you what we think okay. is Tony, myself, I went. I said Panthers are eight nine. Cody went nine and eight. CK and Greg believe the Panthers could get as high as ten and seven. Michael Platt, again, thank you for. Oh, your, don't forget Justin Long too. He says, uh, well, uh, "Oh, that, yeah, I just, I just addressed this." So thank right. you, Justin, for that dollar ninety nine. Michael Platt again coming in with a, another dollar ninety nine. He said, "I could I could have gotten DeAndre." DeAndre Hopkins. Now, this now, is a player. A I yeah. agree with that one. I yeah. do agree with that one. Um, so, but if we get DeAndre Hopkins, coming hard. no he's way. Ninety-nine in us. He's dollar ninety-nine in us. Man, I love this. Look right. at this. Look at this. The Bears fan putting his money where his mouth is. He said, "Fast forward." The Burns is holding out. Contractually, you know what? Here's the thing, though: is we had already paid DJ. We paid DJ the money. We gave DJ the money. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, so it's but, like, is like, uh, where do you sink your cost sunk cost? And I got to be honest is like, I just feel like it was a good deal for everybody. The bears get the best receiver they've had in a long time. The mm-hmm. Panthers get the quarterback they want. We yeah. want, we wanted to give away. Uh, and and I, our defense, it's just so much easier to replace a wide receiver regardless, unless I mean, maybe it's like, oh, well, Jamar Chase. But look, DJ is not Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Stefan Diggs. Like, it's just that putting him in that would be as as much as saying like that. putting Brian Burns in the Nick Above Bosa, Nick Bosa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just think that Brian, it's harder to find a player of Brian Burns' caliber than it is of DJ Moore's caliber. I can agree with that. And I can agree that, that a, a good quarterback can make a receiver better. Whereas a linebacker just has to be good by themselves. They, ha- they just have yeah, to be a good the outside linebacker. So, so oh, yeah. really good stuff there. Oh, we got, uh, I think we have two calls left. Did we do, oh, JJ wanted to get his last bid in. What's up, C3? I'm sorry. I cut out that last time. But that's obviously a downgrade in the receiving core. We don't know what we have out of the yeah, offensive line declining. The D line is going under new construction. We just got thinner at linebackers. We already questioned starters on defense. We don't have the depth. It's really going to be a question mark going into this season, but I think what's truly going to make 20C3 special is that we have Bryce Young, the truth, and the GOAT, the best quarterback in the division. That's how I wanted to cap off my call. I hope you played all these. If you didn't, 
damn that sucks but i appreciate it <laughs> we got you jj you paid for it anyway he put in he put some money in the pot to say play my extra calls michael platt coming back with another 199 look at this look at the generosity here man we appreciate that Shout so you don't michael. trade a number one receiver when you draft a qb i i would ask I you this it. i get is, it I mean, yeah is dj more a to. true number one yeah. though yeah, but here's the thing: we didn't. I don't want think that. he is. I don't think he's we, a true number one. DJ Moore is like Brian Burns. He is on the fringe of being a top guy at his position, but he's Ooh. just not there yet. Maybe it's the quarterback's been throwing to him, it, or he's whatever. Not I'm not saying he can't get receiver. there, but he's never been a top five receiver. Just like Brian, Burns. I don't even never think he's a top, top five linebacker. I mean, no, Greg. Look, Greg has a point to be made when you look at the stats of Brian Burns and DJ Moore and you compare them against their contemporaries, the numbers don't match up. Like, DJ Moore doesn't have the touchdowns. Brian Burns doesn't have quite the number of sacks. He has a good number of sacks. DJ Moore has a nice uh, set of receiving yards year after year. And but at the end there. of the day, yeah, yeah it's not – It's not. They, there are so many people that would DJ's not put them in drops, their top People five. talk about his route running. What yeah. is he elite at? Yards well, after I mean, the listen, he's, it, it he's really, very elusive. Yes, yak. Yeah, he's, he's very elusive. Gonna he can find catch the ball out, and take a hit. Keep going. We're we're gonna find out exactly what DJ Moore means as a number one receiver up in Chicago, because that's a, that's essentially what uh, Chicago said that they thought of him. Yeah, look at this. Man, these guys, these guys are so great. It's midnight. Justin, appreciate you, bro. Justin Long says this. Don't let the Bears fans show more love than us. Come on, C3 Nation. By the way, Clemson losing to Duke is exactly what the vi- vacation Bible school coach deserved. Oh my God, That's dude. awesome. What a good line. Uh, Thank you, Justin. Funny. Those are, uh, wait, no, we got the one last call. And this is I didn't it. hear G Baby's call either. Uh, let me see. I haven't heard. Did he call? Hey, what's up, I didn't have it. Um, Another one. I agree with Greg, man. I don't know where Burns is smoking on. Like, there's no way that he's played himself in position to be the highest played uh, pass rusher, defensive end slash outside linebacker. There's no way he's played himself in that position. He's played himself in the, I mean, 22, 25. He's in that range. I'll give him 25. I can give him 25. But he's, if he's talking about $30 million, I don't know what he's smoking, bro. There's no way he earned $30 million a year to be the starting the starting pass rush in this league. He's not he's not stout. Like, I was looking at, I don't know, I was just going through stuff, and I seen, looking at pictures, and I see Nick Bosa. Motherfucker's rocked up, bro. Motherfucker's like 270, 280 pounds of pure fucking muscle. He's stout. He plays the run. He gets the passer. Burns isn't doing that. You look at a picture of Burns, he's like probably 250. He's all skinny and shit. I mean, he's he's muscular. He's quick, but he's just no way, bro. Not not $30 million. He's not worth that. But uh, all right, guys. Have a good night. I don't know if I'm too late, but all right. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, Later. You. Appreciate you, Al. I think that's a great point, too, that we've made in the past. Yeah. I took a lot of heat from Panther fans for saying that, is I don't think – I think Brian Burns is a very good player. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a top – I don't think he's at the top five of his position. I, I think, think he's, he's the best defensive player on our team. Yes. But he's not a top five player right. at his position. Um, yes. The one thing this is, let's go to Michael Platt, who brings in another four ninety. He brings in four ninety nine. He said, though, look at the quarterbacks. Now, boy, have we had this conversation 
on this podcast oh, yeah. for years about who these quarterbacks are and how good. And that has been the complete argument about DJ Moore is put him on the Chiefs, put him on these other teams, and he right. is going to be impressive. But I do want to point this out, though. He had 80% of the targets for the Carolina Panthers last year. Like, his not volume was not the problem. Is that we really what the problem was is that was just DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, there was nothing else to it. I do think there is something to that. Is like the question I think we're asking here is have we seen the best of either of these players? Have we seen the best of DJ Moore? Could would DJ Moore be much better if he was on a better team? I think if anything, is that maybe we'd see his touchdown numbers be improved. But yeah, um, it's not like for a lack of utility, though. No, I mean, yeah. it, again, we're talking, we're having a completely different conversation. If we have a Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen that's getting him the ball uh, routinely, but also they were able to clamp down on DJ in those red zone scenarios, and we wanted to run the ball in those scenarios more than pass it. So, there's also that, hey, look, man, that uh, C3 Nation call to arms, it didn't fall on deaf ears, man. Anthony with the $5 says, we have never seen DJ Moore with a quarterback. We have seen Burns with Reddick on the other side. Stop disrespecting DJ, J, J, J. Is he a top 10 receiver? We'll have to pull pill that one off for the Friday free-for-all. Yeah. Is DJ Moore top ten, top 10 receiver? And. Uh, not yet. And man, uh, to be honest, Panther fans, sorry, Michael Platt. As someone who really wanted to draft Justin Fields here, there's a lot of Panther fans don't think he still has a quarterback. Well, I mean, here's the thing is uh, Justin, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Michael was talking about, he said, you know, you're, you're putting a lot on a rookie quarterback. And uh, earlier he said that. And Whereas I believe that that's true. I also think that that's coming from somebody who is on a team where they've had to put a lot on their quarterback. And until last year, even with last year included, he wasn't really living up to that potential yet. Last year, there was some, some things that went his way um, and his athleticism showed. It got me into the playoffs of my uh, fantasy league, right? Oh, yeah. Just on the back of Justin like Fields. But from a quarterback perspective, I don't think we've seen Justin Fields actually put it together yet. Um, I'm hoping that he does because I don't think it's fair to DJ Moore to have to go from one quarterback that's not good to another quarterback that's not good. And I really don't want that. Like, I know a lot of people want us to feel like we won that trade. Um, I I don't think that – I think it's okay that everybody wins. And – um, I know that there are going to be games where we play the Bears uh, this year. <laughs> so uh, we don't want them to win in those cases. But I want Justin Fields to come out here and do well so that DJ Moore actually has a, uh, a, a, a you know, a, somebody to throw him the ball. Because I, I, right now we don't have – we have no – evidence that he's a top 10 wide receiver at this point in time people uh yeah. bring in the heat in the comments late uh, J- the james bunn says i find it funny that dj moore has more receiving yards than any bear in history uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, chad how chad how i love this one he said i personally think dj is really good and could be better but i think he's collateral damage for us to get a top qb Again, people talking about rebuilding, but don't want to make the sacrifices to do so. I feel like yeah. you can't really say it better than that. It's just like you got to give them a player, 
We we felt like we were able to navigate losing DJ more and more than we were able to navigate Brian Burns. They said one of the two, and yeah. we gave them we gave them number two. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, Tony, the, the, like, well, I just want to say real quick before you get into that, this is where my disconnect, and this goes into that DJ Moore talk about how DJ Moore hadn't had a quarterback to throw to him, and how he may be a better receiver based on who's throwing to him. This is my disconnect with people with Bryce Young and the wide receiver thing. Like people who say the wide receivers you have a garbage. Well, if we have garbage wide receivers, then how can you possibly predict that Bryce Young's going to have a good season? Because in order for him to have a good season, he's going to have to have at least one wide receiver that has a good yeah, year. I think it's this. I think it's easier for, and I, I don't think so. I know. So it's easier for a, a, a great quarterback to make good wide receivers look better. And I think yeah. it's easy for a bad quarterback to make good wide receivers look worse. Okay. So as this is that like, and, and I think that's the idea is even if you think we went down uh, with uh, our quality of receivers from DJ Moore, I think the idea is, is Bryce Young can make Adam Thielen, DJ Shark and them look better okay. than had we not. So I think I, I'm, I'm not really worried about that. Let's go on guys. We are, we're hitting hour three. We haven't even hit the news and we got to do ice up picks. So let's rock through the news. Cody is that we this is our quick hits around the NFL um, from the Panther perspective. Yep. Let's do it. It seems right. every week we open up with a tragic story. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say the same thing, man. Just terrible news, man, especially someone that's already been through a lot like Alex Smith. Yeah, almost lost um, a leg a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, especially, man. Shout out to Alex Smith. His daughter, Sloan, was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2022, and the family is reportedly living scan to scan. Smith told the New York Times she continues to undergo tests and scans during her recovery. Smith admits that he is feeling helpless throughout the process. It's different when it's your little girl and you're helpless uh, with how terrifying that is. The family has been through hell and back, praying for all of them, man. It, you know, it, stuff like this puts it into perspective, man. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen this with Greg Olson's kids with the heart problems, yeah. and they continue to have to live with that from day to day that it's not there while they've been blessed in recovery that they know that there's always the looming um, opportunity for setback. So um, Alex yeah. Smith, and I think he's right. I mean, look, and there's, it's a lot easier to go through it than to watch your kids go through it. You could argue, Hey, if I die because of this infection, I left them a life that they can thrive in. Uh, it's going to be hard for Alex Smith to live without his child, you know, in a sense. So mm -hmm. we're hoping that every scan shows continued improvement. Um, and, uh, and I guess if this is a cancer, I mean, brain tumor sounds cancerous is we hope that this stays in remission and that we celebrate the story going forward. What's next? Yeah, man. Prayers out to Sloan. Oh, how about uh, this? Oh, are we all Colorado fucking Hell yeah, I am. Fans. No, dude, especially yeah. now, bro. Oh, dude. Yeah. Boom, boom. Let's man. go, Buffalo. Uh, especially this week. Yeah, no, totally this week. That's why. Uh, so Tom Brady texted Shador Sanders after the TCU game. Don't be satisfied. 
I tell you this is all the people that have been shitting on Colorado or, or not shitting is like uh but they're like, Oh, wait until they play a team because TCU was not the team that they were last year. They only had three returning players or some shit like that on their defense or something. So, but the idea is everybody wrote off Dion as just as a celebrity, like as you know, just show circumstance. Right. They went out there and put up 500. He put through 500 yards of offense. They fucking lit it up. But to me, the craziest part about this is people are like, well, wait until they play Nebraska. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, what, if, what is intimidating yeah. about Nebraska? Who couldn't, who scored 10 points? And by the way, doesn't, I've even, I've even seen some more rational Nebraska fans be like, dude, if Deion Sanders can take a Colorado team that literally won one game last year, they brought and in turned them around in the course of an offseason. You hired the wrong fucking coach. Dion in Nebraska would have been crazy. All right. Yeah. Next is oh, uh, speaking of man, when we were talking about prize picks on the Friday free for all, uh, the lock prize pick we thought was Travis Kelsey touchdown game one. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee at practice today and his status for the Thursday night opener versus the Lions is uncertain. It looks like there is no major damage, but there is inflammation from what I read. Uh, Kel- imagine, uh, you know what, is at the end of the day is fucking Mahomes is going to win anyway. <laughs> this, is a yeah. good, this is a big break Probably, for the Lions, yeah. though. This Probably. is a giant break for the Lions if Kelsey's out because he is the number one, their number one receiver. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. Is this the game that that uh, we have a breakout receiver for Kansas City? <sighs> yeah, is it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. not there. He's not no, there. It is. It there's is. Got, there's got to be a guy who steps Justin up. Justin Ross. Yes, say, uh, man, Justin Ross, yeah. dude. All right. People All right. forget how important he was to that Clemson uh, national championship. We don't have a ton of news. We only have one or two more, I think, left. Oh, the shit going on in Las Vegas. Oh, it's wild, wow. dude. Uh, what's the guy's name again? Uh, Chandler, Chandler Jones. Jones. Chandler Jones, like, and and I, I'll pull it up. Have you seen the Instagram shit he's put up? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's basically talking a lot of shit on. Uh, oh, he's not uh, just talking. I mean, like, uh, but so he showed up to the facility. So, and he has been locked out. They didn't let him in the facility. I don't know what the hell's going on, but this is what's uh, this is what somebody put up about. Uh, what's going on with Josh McDaniels and to fa- the fact that I thought that he would have been a better fit than Matt. Ro- oh, I'm we dodged a bullet with this. Josh McDaniels continues to have drama with star players. Derek Carr, number one, lack of freedom at the line of scrimmage, then benched him. Darren Waller, trade rumors, leaking his wedding. Something about that. What do you guys remember that? I forget. Yeah, what yeah. Story- Basically, he had uh, he had said when his wedding was going to be by accident. You know, at least reportedly so. And then, and being called out by Waller's wife, Devontae Adams, the lack of input on QB, not seeing eye to eye with the front office. Josh Jacobs doing a safe face negotiation before the deadline was forced to play on the tag. And now Chandler Jones, the pass rusher, he gave $51 million contract to last year, locked out of the facility and accused the head coach and the, I guess this would be the GM, of talking to his former baby mama behind their back, behind his back. <laughs> when will this nightmare end? Is the question. Is uh, Chandler Jones? This crap is bizarre. Let me see if I can find him real it's, quick. It's almost. 
it's almost what you expect out of Las Vegas. You know what I yeah. mean? Like just just absolute lunacy. This um, is the here. I'm gonna pull them up. Go ahead. It's okay. I was. I mean, the 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 Devonte ad. I mean, at what point do these guys start selling off assets? Like they've got to. They've got to start look setting their sights on the QB of the future. And the idea of having these this type of uh, 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 roster is going to be uh, one that doesn't necessarily give them the best chance to go after that. Let's say number one overall draft pick this year. Um, again, I'm not saying that they should tank, but they certainly aren't doing their 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 players any any favors if they are planning on actually competing this year. Chandler Jones on Instagram says, fuck it. I don't want to play for the Raiders. If that's my head coach or GM, I want Patrick Graham, who is their defensive coordinator to be the head coach. Then he goes on to say is they won't let me in the building. How is that even possible? Yeah, that's so weird. And he said, and they had direct contact to my, Baby mama. Yeah, and we haven't been together for five years. Some lady reporting to her about how I was at work when I don't even talk to her about work or any person. Like, how y'all know my baby mama provoked. And I think then this one is, I don't even know what this is. This is a screenshot of his message back to, and I think this is the uh, McDaniel, the bottom one. So the top one is a screenshot um of the actual what uh, uh that he's sending that he's sending this screenshot to mcdaniel and this is what he said underneath it <coughs> i sent this to your roomie it's a shame that i'm a t- i don't even get it huh anyway this is bizarre crap going on he is he's been a fucking problem though he was terrible in denver uh you know when when it walks like a duck quacks like a duck must be a duck. a duck. Yeah, he sucks. Um, all right, do we yeah, got any? Was there anything else? Um. Oh, back to the Steve Wilk shit. Do oh, you see? Yeah. This was a crazy story right here. Um, he's testifying. Steve Wilkes testified that a team executive gave him a burner phone to communicate with former GM Steve Keem Kime under orders from Kime and team owner Bidwell during his suspension. Yeah, because he, uh, Kyle was negotiating a contract with David Johnson at the time. <laughs> so yeah, and, and, dude, and remember, uh, Kyle Steve Wilkes Kime got Kyle got a DUI. That's why Kyle wasn't in the build, dude. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Caleb Williams, who's projected to be the number one pick in the next yeah. uh, draft class, man. Uh, everybody's saying do not go to right him. like he wow. Well, that's crazy. All right. That is uh, the news. That is the C3 Panthers podcast. We got one last uh, component, and that is the ice up picks. Cody, you ready to get into yes, it? Yes, sir. Ice up, son. Ice up. It's the longest running segment on the longest running Panthers podcast. Literally, we are over three hours right now. And this is where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. It's our homage to Steve Smith. Everybody is fair game. Does anybody got anything they want to rock with? Uh, I do. But go ahead, Greg. Well, I was going to say, I normally don't have one. I'll go first this week. And I, I feel like I'm going to go first because I think that, Tony, you may have done this before, but I'm not sure. Um, so NIL deals, 
for college players. I'm all for it, to be honest with you. I, I am all for if you're making money off my name, you should get paid for it. But have y'all heard of General Booty? Yeah. Yeah. Did I've you heard have his a, name. I said pick up that? No. No. Okay. Well, General Booty, I don't even know what team he plays for. He's a third-string quarterback. Just got an NIL deal for like over $100,000. For what? In stocks because his name is General uh, Booty. Yeah. Right He's on. He's not even going to play. What a great like, name. Yeah, it is a great name. You know, they're what actually a, trying to pass a law in Congress, though, that they can't do NIL deals for gambling booze or like what if you would do what if you could do he should do like general booty porn hub i mean that would be or (laughs) or um or uh blue chew general booty suggests blue chew don't let a booty ever go by (laughs) dude there's a lot of possibilities yeah that is a great name, and I would capitalize on it too. And I actually don't even know who am icing up on this pick because, like, I like the NIL deals, but this seems really strange that because your name is this and you're not even a starting, not even starting, not even second string, a third string quarterback, yeah. you're going to get paid. You want to hear, hear, hear a better one? And yeah. this has NIL written all over it. Uh, so I still work for Draft Tech, and there is a cornerback from Alabama named. Kool-Aid McKinstry. Oh, yeah. So he could just be like Kool-Aid. Yeah, dude. J- dude, He's that's the Kool-Aid man. That's yeah. yeah, that's it right there, man. Uh, All right. Um ice up to that. Here's my ice up pick. My ice up pick goes to people who get caught cheating and then they play play the crybaby mode. <laughs> She's caught. Please. You're caught. <laughs> Oh. Trying to get out of her own car. Hey, you're getting posted. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie though, man. That's uh, the way to handle it. <laughs> Posting this shit. But... Trust bitches again. I swear to God. Go ahead. <laughs> She's sick. Hey, I'm stuck in this car though. She gotta take me home. But damn, I would never trust bitches again. On Jesus Christ. All right, that's my ice up pick for you, Brian. <laughs> You crying. Uh, you know All what right. is you caught. You got caught. Don't cry about uh, it. Just own up about it and be like, I sucked his dad. <laughs> Tell me so my mine is in a similar vein. Uh you uh to all the ladies out there, be careful with your phone. Especially if you're gonna have the audacity to label someone as daddy in your phone. she doing did she just I, say like hey google it was just saying daddy, daddy. I, guess, I, guess she, I, I guess she sent it uh to the wrong daddy if you know what i'm saying uh, uh. hey make, make, make sure you're not sending your father videos of your ass shaking he all said up in you're his a face slut just like your mother. Said you're a slut just like your mother <laughs> I was wondering, can we watch that video again? I mean, oh, just for gosh. research purposes. Yeah, she had a nice booty. Let's do it. General booty, in fact. General, yes. 
Do y'all have any more? <laughs> Kyra. 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 Myra, the screen's got frozen. The chase is still moving, stupid. Myra. Good one. Good one. CK, you got to ice up for us this week. I mean, I'm just going to, I got to ice up. TCU as a whole, man. Like it's, oh, yeah, getting smoked. 21 point favorites, and they lost to a first time coach in that that school. And they let this kid, Shadur Sanders, this kid is. He might be a top ten pick. What about the other guy that played uh, defense and offense? Hunter. Oh, dude, that dude snaps big ass interception in the end zone. Like, if you're looking at at a coach, like this is again, I have my quarrels with the the personality of Deion Jones or Deion Sanders, but there is no doubt this dude has the ability to coach his ass off. Like they. Were putting his pregame stuff. speech was fucking insane. Right. Uh, dude, he's like, the man. I like it's, love him. And Shadur, here's the thing. is This kid came in here, first time playing as a quarterback for this team, and he set single game yardage records. Like, for real. Like, and the dude was, like, if you watch it, he didn't make a mistake. Like, he might have missed the receiver, but he knew the, he made the right reads every step of the way. He had 500 so, and something yards, dude. Yeah, going up against a team that was number two—I shouldn't say number two in the nation last year—but he was in the. They were in the national championship against mm-hmm. Georgia last year, and they made this team look. Basic. Colorado hasn't been good in thirty years since they got in trouble for the scholarship. They got like one of those black, like uh, you know how the death blow, kind of like what Baylor did. Yeah. You know, where you got in trouble for cheating or something like that, and they took away all their scholarships. And it's also another place where it's very difficult to recruit. Like, they run into some of the challenges that I think Nebraska is going to run into. Is like it's just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. Like, you in Boulder, you like the nearest airport is like an hour and a half away. So, like, you fly in and then you got to drive an hour and a half to get to the fucking college. People don't like it. They needed a guy like Dion to bring people to that place. And it worked. He had something like 81 transfers or some shit. Like they're yeah. completely different. Like he was like, he just brought in, yeah. he just assembled a team overnight and was like, fuck it, we're gonna win. And if they are if they're a powerhouse during his tenure, and there's been the tri- like that's gotta be the end of Dabo Sweeney. Like it's gotta be. Dion for Clemson's next coach. <laughs> Sign Ooh. me up, bro. Okay. I mean, right. that's a whole nother hey, combo. I up TCU. So I got one more unless y'all okay, want to go. Cool. No, go. Uh, I don't want to show the video one because of demonetization stuff. and I don't want to get at the news clip, um, but I'll just kind of explain it. I don't know if y'all heard about this, but there was, there was a guy that was at a, a hot dog stand. Um, I don't know if it's a few days ago. It's, this is June 27th. So yeah, about a month ago. Um, that gets in an argument with an old lady. She's probably in her 50s, 60s, probably I would say in there, and punches her in the face twice. Oh. And her son is there and shoots him in the back and kills him. Oh. And they 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 were they were 
his mother and his son was held for murder. The situation, but cell phone video came out that showed the whole situation, and they've finally been released. Um, on basically what was not murder because I'm going to tell you right now: if you punch my mom in the face, I'm shooting you too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't so care what's in the behind kid, you. So the you. son like, shot to it, so. dude for punching his mom in the face. Yeah, I want to put the video up here. I'll show you later if you want uh, to yeah. look it up. But it, but it's it's pretty bad. Like if I saw this happening to my mom, you're you're damn right that guy's gonna die. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, I've seen it was in that burger joint, right? Yeah, yeah hot dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They were getting a burger. The mom and the and this dude are fighting. Uh, they're fighting for a minute. The kid goes to get the gun, and by the time he comes back in, the dude is wailing on his mom, mm-hmm. and uh, and he shoots him dead. But yeah. I believe, but I believe they didn't give him time, right? No, no, they 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 arrested them for murder, like for charges the first like few nights. Right. And I think after like two days, they looked at the video camera footage on the cell phone yeah, camera. Yeah, they said he had and every they right. decided that no, this is not murder, self defense, and they let him go. Right. So I'm, I'm One, proud of that. A rare time that justice is actually served, man. Yeah. All right, that's the C3 uh, podcast, C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We're here every Tuesday night, Friday nights. we got a lot more content coming out. Uh, don't forget Mega Mingo. We'll be here for the post game, the first post game show, guys. Remember, we're going to be that's trying cool. to keep it one call, one call per person on the post game show. Now, uh, and sometimes we adjust the rules for different reasons, but we're going to try to be moving through. Man, it's going to be great. Football's back. We get to see Bryce Young. Let's go beat those fucking dirty birds. Hell Let's yeah. get it going. Hell yeah. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Follow Cody Lack at Cody Lack. CK at Codizzle Allen at the Bat Daddy 52. Cody Lack, take us out of here. C3 Nation. Until next time, keep pounding. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.